like I'm like yeah, and then we'll be we'll always be like what we were talking about before the podcast. So yeah, I have been. Um, uh, so okay, we are uh, we are recording, and I'm in the studio with John Warren. We were talking about podcast related stuff. Got this new microphone here. So uh, it's a Blue Yeti. Got a cool little boom arm with it too. I'm excited about that. So it's uh it's gonna be a nice little addition. Allows me to do podcast in my office or at the gym or at the coffee house or wherever I want to do. Oh, that's so, cool, man! I love that. Yeah. So John Warren. Yes. Sir. Back in the uh, back in the seat. Compadre. Uh, you uh, actually, um, you know, in my humble beginnings of podcasting, or one of the when you came on, we just talked. We just geeked out on Maynard for oh, yeah. a couple hours. It was awesome. Um, that is uh, one of the most uh, watched podcasts uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube. So, and I mean, like our views right now, they do okay. Um, yeah, it's just consistency. It's building my audience up. I'm, I'm getting. Subs- I started to notice I'm getting subscribers like every day now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's weird, uh, this Hickson podcast I did, I've done two where I just talked about like either Hickson's promotion mm-hmm. or, um, one was this, uh, seminar he did and it's audio only and it got tons of views and it was shared. I didn't even upload it to YouTube. Uh, the, my audio host right. does that for me. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm actually starting to kind of look for some sponsors and stuff too. So oh, that's good. first steps on that, I'm trying to get, um, this, uh, place fight tv really so if i want to do um they, they do a lot of regional fights and stuff yeah and uh we could do you know if they were a sponsor we could do some breakdowns and watch fights on the podcast and i have to well your commentary would be absolutely magnificent yeah, i would love to do uh some fight commentary i was thinking about that the other night because we had three people fight on friday or mm-hmm. saturday rather and uh the the commentary was there the there was one guy named Mike Wessel. He was doing a good job. I don't know who else was doing it with him, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to throw too much shade these days. I understand. That's actually a big thing, like, Joe Rogan and Brendan Schwab have been talking about. Uh-huh. Like, the other day, I podcasted for four hours. Uh-huh. I know I talked a lot about the Enlightenment and Voltaire. Uh, well, see, that's beautiful, though. That's y- beautiful. Yeah, but, I mean, you just get to – they were so they were saying, and I'm like, man, I need to be listening to these dudes or, like – you talk about so much stuff mm-hmm. when you start doing this. You start mm-hmm. making these shows, and it's like MMA podcast, Life Unraveled. I'm doing a TV show review, and like you not just be down this rabbit hole and mm-hmm. get off on something and make a remark like, uh, it, and, and regret it. Like I've had to edit a couple of things out of a couple of podcasts for yeah, the people after the fact were like, oh, yeah, sure, no, sure, no. eventually you won't edit much. That's what they say. Well, see, I hardly edit at all unless a guest has asked me to. Um, <laughs> I uh, in like it's like if it gets uploaded and I haven't edited, it, it's difficult, you know, uh-huh. uh, to do uh, without like you know. It's like I don't want to mess up the archive uh-huh. and numbering and so on. Well, I understand that though. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. No. So uh, 
I definitely am going to make a pull the clip that, uh, from. I haven't done a lot of clips. I've just put yeah. up one so far. Uh, I've got some numbers for you for that. Yeah, but the, I'm definitely going to put that blood bitch clip up. <laughs> I brought an entire expanse on that today. Okay. Fantastic. I figured Th- out why we, they do it. You tagged me in that article, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an entire expanse on that. We're going we're, we're gonna to get deep. Dude, into let's blood. just do it. So. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it's fascinating too that people are doing uh, uh, in the athletic world uh-huh. are resorting to blood transfusions. Right. Um, like that was something they talked about on Icarus and mm-hmm. uh, Lance Armstrong right. apparently was getting blood transfusions. And if he wasn't, um, other cyclists were. They like talked about it a little bit on Joe Rogan. And so people do it for different reasons, but. Like, um, I've heard of drug, like we, well, like drug addicts doing it or, you know, to not come off without withdrawal or, um, people doing it to stay young. And then I've heard like more occult esque. Okay. Now we're talking. Uh, now we're getting into the rabbit hole. Yeah. This is the rabbit hole that I, this is, you know, this is my thing. Um, you know, I, I've been reviewing horror movies since God was a boy, man, way back, way back. I love the, the horror scene, but you know, not this torture porn. I like the old cheesy stuff, you know, when you used to get scared. Back what are some 80s. of your some of your greats? Oh man, I'm talking like um, the old Friday the Thirteenth, the old Freddy versus J- not not Freddy versus Jason, but back when it was actually Freddy with Johnny Depp. Yes, dude, that I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. The blood splotion. when I was like four <laughs> or five years old, I yeah. was over at like my cousin's house Evil and Dead, they were yeah. watching it. Um, and it was like it was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was the very first, the very one. first one, yeah, the one one with the ear. Yeah, like, yeah, and dude, I had night terrors after I saw that as a kid for like a couple years. Uh, you know the Dream Warriors one where they actually took control of their own See, subconscious. Yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, Cora is like, dude, she should be on the pod. She's gonna be pissed when I tell her we <laughs> talked about um, for, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because yeah. she has like the box set, dude. Oh, She's wow. like a scholar, bro. Yeah, we can talk about this now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's funny. Um, she's super into it. And uh, the the thing scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, I remember that. The the prosthetic work and everything was uh, how John Carpenter could turn bubble gum into those creatures. My God. Yeah. But anyways, I, I love the horror scene, and I, I love the dark stuff. So today I was like, you know what? Let's just go straight into the dark. Let's have a... um. Let's get gothy. Let's uh, let's do a darkness unraveled. You know, let's let's get dark with it. And I was thinking, well, let's start off with uh, let's go back to the blood bitch. So yeah. I was like, let's get straight into it by the blood. I wonder where that term comes from. I didn't make it up. Blood drinking among the elite, and this is an old Hollywood occult thing. It's not just Hollywood though. I mean, it, it's you know what it's about. What it's really about is this old occult practice of drinking adrenalized blood. Because if it, ooh, I never thought about it. the I adrenalized part, light bulb. Like so, they they know they're gonna die, or maybe they're sacrificing themselves, or unless you were like when the day you were born, you decided to, uh, or your parents were like raised you a vegetarian, then you have eaten adrenalized meat, because a practice that goes way back. Uh, way back into the occult. The, I know. So uh, yeah, okay. Keep going. Keep going. A, a practice that goes way back in with the occult is is like adrenalized goat meat. They would and uh, adrenalized a uh, goat blood. But they would also take the blood of children and they throughout ritualism they would scare the hell out of them. I'm just really breaking this down into layman's terms. Scare the hell out of them and then kill them. That innocent blood is fantastic for <laughs> it, it. Um, 
I mean, like I said, unless you're a salad slaughterer. Well, uh, okay, so like, um, <laughs> you're, you're, you, you've eaten adrenalized blood because what, what is a slaughterhouse? You think that's a pleasant experience? No. I mean, I'm sure there's some um, we more humane ways that they take them out, but I have heard a couple of things. One, that like uh, there's a, a part about this in that uh, Netflix show um, with Kevin Spacey and the, oh. the White House, um, oh, House, of House of Cards. Yeah. So that where the barbecue guy talks about yeah. hanging a pig upside down uh-huh. and bleeding it slow, and that tenderizes the meat. Mm-hmm. It does something. So it, it, it's not about the blood, but I have heard about human sacrifice and like the um, like the Aztec Empire and exactly. the Incan Empire. So basically, an old occult art that was half haphazardly brought uh, into slaughterhouses. Yeah. So we've been eating adrenalized meat our whole life, and it becomes an addiction. Now this is all just more or less a uh, you know it's 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 a conspiracy theory. It's an interpretation but or an opinion. What yeah. if? Like I said, we're going to do a lot of what ifs today, and that's that's what it's all about. This is a this is a fantasy rabbit hole, but I love it, dude. I accidentally uh, went on, off on down a mushroom rabbit hole that's, that's with infinite. my class um, because infinite. we were talking about uh, the Enlightenment and expanding consciousness during that time, uh-huh. and um, I was just giving them some like alternate viewpoints on consciousness because uh-huh. that's what um, like they were uh, the, a lot of the philosophers in the Enlightenment were. Just uh, sort of like if, if even for the illiterate classes, the people that couldn't read and couldn't afford to, be, to buy books, this is a growing middle class of people that were literate and consuming all this material. Those people and the philosophers and some of the um, commentators on the age would do readings, uh-huh. you know, where they would like uh, just get up in a crowd. But um, we were just talking, and uh, that's a big thing on like a lot of the conspiracies on the global elite are um, that they are, I'm fascinated by the thought of expanding your consciousness. That's what we were talking about. And I was like, uh, just, uh, there's, this has been going on in the news. They are um, recreationally, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, it's scheduled to medicinally uh, putting on the ballot in California uh, for mushrooms to be used for therapeutic reasons. Wow. Uh, And the same thing for check this. Now, I don't know if it's California, but it's uh, it's something that's been used in all these research studies is uh, MDMA. Really? His street name, Molly. Oh, yeah, I know. You know? But um, that's uh, – that, so they're doing using that for people with uh, all these issues, and uh, it's helping them sort of uh, recover and whatnot. So uh, I don't I don't really have an opinion on it, but it's, it's sort of – it seems sort of linked to, like, conscious expansion. Right. You know, like, hey, you, uh, when you're born, you, you like, obviously have a very limited Whatever scope. you're given. Yeah, and then, yeah, as you, it, like, I mean, I think I'm a pretty decent testament in yourself as well on, but, I, like, I went to went to college, got a master's degree, and received an education. Mm-hmm. You, you went, but it's, like, since then, in all of these other areas that are my hobbies, I've been still learning about all sorts of stuff, you know, martial arts, mm-hmm. podcasting, uh, music, whatever my endeavors are. I'm still t- learning stuff all the time. So, like, I feel like it's crazy. Like, tw- like I'm about to be 31 years old. Like, 31-year-old Brian and 21-year-old. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, it's horrifying. So, when I think about that, I'm like, w- you know, if, if, have I, you know, what is that? Like, I think about things totally different. Totally. 
like um in his like is it if i evolve my consciousness to like a higher level and therefore i don't uh, I, I make better base like one thing i've observed is we are going to drink some tequila on the podcast <laughs> yeah is um <laughs> you know i kind of like there's a couple of times um and i talked about this on the podcast cuz like uh you know just to raise awareness or whatever that i have noticed even as a 30 year old dude making a, like a poor judgment uh, when I've been drinking like two times, but like, not like driving mm -hmm. and like stuff like that, but just like, n like not really like, you know, getting in fights or anything, but just kind of just like way shorter tempered, um, ir irritability levels are high. And it's like, um, where I, I would just be more argumentative with somebody other than not arguing with somebody, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, where it's like, same thing when I'm sober, it's like, man, why did I argue about that? Mm -hmm. You know, just, <clears throat> it's kind of weird. But I think that's, you know, you, I like, I, I've had so many more happier times drinking than sad. <laughs> you know? That's what you remember, right? I mean, yeah. of course, every every type of uh, libation has a bit of a different effect, too. I've, I've, I've learned that over the years. Likewise. Being a bartender. And maybe all that Patron that I like to drink. Jesus, man, I'm a <laughs> big the fan. spirits, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think every bottle of tequila should come with a uh, insurance policy for nine hours. Yeah, that's what I've learned about it. Yeah, uh, you know, and I always heard that about it. You know, and they make those funny shirts like one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor, floor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, um, I've gotten super shitty sick on tequila a couple times. It's uh, uh, my cousin had an elope party. They like oh, got wow. married at the courthouse, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, and and then they had like a party at their house and. Uh, I remember coming to terms with how sick I was going to be. <laughs> like, I was like, why can't I read that sign over there? <laughs> Hang on to the grass to keep yeah. from floating away, man. No, this, uh, I got this from, uh, from Mexico. Um, uh, my girlfriend's stepdad is, he's from Mexico. He brought this back for me, so. It's good. Very nice. You know, that's how Don, uh, John Paul DeGioia discovered Patron. Like, he went to, like, some yeah. somewhere in Mexico. Like, I don't even think he was, like, uh, I think he was somewhere inland. Like, he was yeah. just in Mexico, like maybe even a village. Yeah. I don't know. I could be making all that up. But he did go to Mexico, and he found this. He found Patron. Yeah. And that time, I don't even think it was called Patron. It might have been. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to buy this. And he did. And now... John Paul DeGioia probably is way more of a billionaire because of Patron. Right. Well, I, I was mentioning Patron to him. He's like, no, 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 I drink this. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I was joking. I, so, you know, you know my coach, Danny Dring. Oh, um, and, uh, like, uh, he always is, like, down to, to take a shot of Patron, yeah. you know. And, and uh, so, like, after fights, we'll usually do a shot or, um, or whatever. But, uh I remember I was sober and he's like, Hey, I got this other stuff, you know, it's all, and I was just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. never, never just, had anything yeah. other than Patron with him. As a matter of fact, probably that's, that's a little bit of the reason why I like Patron so much mm -hmm. is because I kind of acquired a taste. It's mm -hmm. like, Oh, let's do a shot, man. Let's mm -hmm. have a, sit here, do a shot of Patron, drink a Corona, mm -hmm. tell me some crazy stories about <laughs> outbreaking the Russian heavyweight champion in, in taekwondo competition <laughs> in the 80s. And um, see, that that that's what I'm talking about. Those make for extremely good times. Mm -hmm. This would make for an extremely good time. Right. It's when you're out 
Like it, I think it's almost like I've heard people say this about doing um, different uh, t- kinds of drugs. It's like set and setting. It's like where where are you at? Why are you there? Who? You there? Yeah, who is with you? That's what it really is. I think because I think the why you're there part. It's like if you're gonna do something like that, you should probably like plan it mm-hmm. to like okay, let's like, go out in nature or it's like, a concert or mm-hmm. whatever. You know. Yeah, it's it's who you surround yourself with. Um, I've learned that. Um, and you know, there's that's that's another concept that's so popular right now. Everybody's like, "Oh, you got to remove the toxic people," and I'm like, "Well, fuck." That bad part about that is everyone, everyone's toxic to someone else. Uh, Who's yin really yin and yang, toxic? man? It's like, well, that's that's the big thing. Like I'm thinking about is like, uh, someone was saying, I, I don't really remember it, and I kind of I kind of get what they were saying, but it was like, hey, you know, this one. <clears throat> and I'm not, I don't even remember what social issue that's going on right now that they were talking about, but they're like, that, you know, these people don't even make up 20% of, soci- of our society. They're like, they're a minority. And, oh. they're, you know, and it was like, it, it might have been something, I don't even remember what uh, thing it was on. It's like, it, you know, and they were saying, like, you don't give minority groups like that. Um, the mass opinion like that, you know, they reflect 20% of society come back when you reflect like 51 or more, you know, and I, I kind of get that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, um, in, you know, and it's like, are, are those people being disenfranchised in any way? That would be my concern is, um, you know, everybody, <laughs> I, I know, for example, like, uh, maybe, uh, like with, uh, the gay community and stuff, that's like, uh, obviously if they're feeling disenfranchised, I feel like legislation should be passed to, to deal with that, even mm-hmm. though probably there's only, that's gotta be, I don't know what percentage of the population do you think is gay? I absolutely don't know. But I mean, how could you know? Because there's so many, like, I would think like closeted people that like, even, something. even today cannot, um, <laughs> you know, I know exist. what a professor told me. What was that? Now, this I, I took this class on sexuality back because I went to a liberal arts college. Different yeah. world, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, went, I mean, tech is not uh, necessarily no. a liberal arts college, but I did uh, get a liberal arts degree. No, I had a I had right. Well, I, at liberal arts colleges, they have different classes, and I, I took this little course on sexuality, and I, yeah. So don't discredit me, people. Okay, I took a course on it, and I didn't major in it, but. I, she said that 69%, giggity, 69% of women are naturally bisexual. 96% of them act on it in their lifetime. Now, this was just women. Like I said, this is, this is my comment to get roasted wow. on today. Of men... Here's the part I'm gonna get roasted on. I don't remember because that one's stuck in my head. Dude, let's let's do some. Uh, I'm just gonna pull up a couple of things here and see. Like, I guess uh, it was an easy number to remember. Uh, United you know. States. Damn me. But that's what she said. <laughs> Again, but it cracked me up. Well, and too, so like that's. Uh, I bet. Um, I, I'm sure the stats haven't uh, changed a whole lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, cause it's been like ten years ago. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Uh, there's a Wikipedia article. Now, this wasn't people who identify. This was this just was yeah. feelings. Yeah. 
Crazy. Um, you know, like uh, one of my friends was commenting on that, and then I brought up like times when I had seen like multiple examples of it, just like different places, like watching fights at people's house and they're drinking, or like right. I'm talking like people you wouldn't like necessarily think. Uh, well, and then the side story on Voltaire, for example. Right. There was this um, lady from the French nobility who was, you know, kind of a philosopher, and um, she, but like women at that exact time, they didn't get all the, like, there was a lot of talk about women during that time. I was lecturing on this lady named Mary Wollstonecraft today, who um, is kind of credited with advancing a lot of women's rights arguments that took hold. But uh, Voltaire, uh, this lady that was his mistress, was married to this French nobleman. And she actually died in childbirth, and the child neither belonged to Voltaire or the French nobleman. And, like, um, either she would go to Voltaire's chateau or wherever he lived, or or he would go there, and her French nobleman husband and Voltaire would ride horses together. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I was saying this in my class, and everybody's like, what? Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's not really, like, anything you can totally um, imagine going on uh, in this society. But I I can't imagine it. Like, and it's usually, like, what me and my buddy are talking about is, like, you know, maybe some tequila-inspired shit. Oh, no. (laughs) Not necessarily that. But it's been, like, big, happy group of people. And then there's a a subgroup of these girls Mm -hmm. that form over here. And then next thing you know, they're, like, uh, licking each other's necks or something. I've seen it happen, dude. It's happened. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm in a rock band. Very interesting, dude. You know, it's... uh, Yeah. I I mean, I saw it happen, too. like, Like, even at high school parties. Right. Yeah, and then too, like it was wild. I remember this one girl. This is like I may have still been in high school or right after high school, but like I remember being at a party and she was like making, she like made out with the other girl, like they got drunk and like they made out or something. And um, then like that other girl, she she ended up like going on, get married to some dude, mm-hmm. and then one girl ends up becoming a lesbian. Like you know, like mm-hmm. maybe that was like okay. I was able to to do this socially. Now I feel like I, I acted on my feet, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I feel like there's probably just like a whole shit ton of people that just like suppress it, maybe even their whole lives. No, man, I don't. I, f- I feel like I shouldn't even comment on the amount of stories I have on this because the amount of I can't, yeah, I backstage yeah. shit I could tell you is <sighs> ridiculous. But... I'm, I We had this fill-in bassist for a while who was a chick, and she was, uh, you know, a magnificent lesbian bassist. I'm just going to leave it at that. But we called her the converter because she, every girl she ever dated was straight. Interesting. And it didn't matter. That was her game. What uh, What is that movie with Andy Samberg? Uh, is it I Love You, Man? No, uh, where he's the he's the trainer and he's gay and he's like, oh no, oh, I'm always trying to convert the straight no, ones. Was it? I yes. think it was. He's Paul Rudd's yes, little brother. Yes, Paul Rudd's little brother. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. That's so Bro- good. This morning, Bro- nobody Montana. nobody got it, but we were uh, we were in the warm up line, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like so we're we're doing hugs and handshakes after, and I was like, good job, Cecilia. Good job, Jobin. Uh, jo- bro, good, Montana. Good class. Yeah, I was just like dropping all the these awkward "I love you, man" uh, names and references. Yeah. And Jobin. Uh, 
Yeah, and then nobody Slapping got the Slapping, Slapping the bass. Slapping the Slap the bass. That dude, their their obsession with Rush in that movie oh, is so, fantastic. So good. <laughs> oh man, I don't know the number for a taxi. Well, see, I really like that movie, and then Cora and I rewatched this, and I've seen it probably six or seven times now, at least. But uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, my favorite film, Do Less. Uh, yeah, Do Less. Paul <laughs> Rudd, there again, dude. He's do do a little, little no less no, but do more. Yeah, don't do anything. Don't just don't do anything, but. You got to do more mm, than that. Do more than that, yeah. <laughs> too funny, man. Those those are, I, I believe, both Judd Apatow films, too. Is that correct? I'm not exactly. He, he either produced or Actually, directed. Actually, uh, Jason Siegel, that Forgetting Sarah Marshall was his baby. Yeah, yeah, man, that is so good. I really like that little, like, vampire play that he does, too. That was his thing. Yeah. And that's, that, that whole film was the reason he got the Muppets part, because he was such an actual puppets freak. He loved puppets. So they said that when they signed him on as the lead for the pup for the Muppets movie, like they brought him into the they brought him in to tell him he got the lead with the actual Kermit there, and they said he just walked in having no idea what was going to happen, and Kermit was sitting there, and he just started bawling. So, dude, a little funny. I kind of wanted to watch that. I mean, I, I, no, I had seen. I have. It. A, yeah, I have I'll a kid, have to, so have I have out. to see all this crap. You know. Yeah, I, I was just joking with my class this morning, and uh, like they were like, "Oh, you know," blah, blah. like I had this uh, like this husband and wife. This, but I mean, they're probably like they're probably close to forty. I mean, uh, like past thirty five, and they have kids and they're going to college and stuff. And they got there early today, and I was like, "Man, you guys are usually walking in late." And they told me they would be in the class, not like it's a big deal. And they're like, "No, we'll bar kids." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Dude, I just can't imagine anything like that shit." Like, I, I was like, "I cannot, literally, cannot imagine the ways in which having a kid would affect my life right now." <laughs> One word is worry. Oh, you never did. stop being horrified. Ever. Dude, I, yeah, you know, too, like, I see that with, uh, like, and I th I'm just, like, I get it, because, like, I feel that way, um, this is going to be a bad example, but, like, with my pets. Oh, I was just about to say that. But, uh. Multiply I, that times 10,000. Well, yeah, it? dude, my sister really takes it to, like, the utmost extreme. Like, mm -hmm. if there's, like, oh, my God, like, panic attack mm -hmm. style, if she thinks that, like, her, uh, like, my niece skinned her knee or something, yeah. I'm just, like. Yeah, and I I get uh, the unconditional love to I mean as much as I can not having a kid, but what I'm talking about is my schedule. <laughs> oh, mm. you know I'm you, I'm just like I just can't imagine, man. Uh, but uh, I think that we're really set up. I probably I just applied for um, more of a full time spot at Moralton teaching history. Mm, that's oh, okay. So. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's going to be like still like sort of the, like right now. I only go in two days a week, right? So. And I do um, do two days a week, and just like one class. But they like the one of their guys retiring, and they have like their other a guy, another guy they have to teach like a couple of classes. He's already retired once, and uh, so they're just like, hey, uh, do you want? And like they keep like ducking in, being like, so uh, you gonna you know for that job <laughs> i'm just like uh yeah i guess i am but uh I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have some steps uh i'm gonna have to be able to teach at least two online classes really? uh, that's not gonna be like i one appreciate it brother one will be fine um 
But that's going to be it, man. It's going to have to be. I'm going to have to uh, have them work around my schedule a little bit. I'm not going to be able to teach night classes uh, because of the gym and stuff. Really? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, dude, it's like we're talking about being there, like, 20, 25 hours a week. It's not going to, like, so, like, 8 to eight to 1, you know, type of a deal. And I usually get there at 7.30. I can set my own office hours. So, but, uh, I mean, really super doable because I don't uh, have a whole lot um, like dude like right here today I, uh, Tuesday I did two podcasts to, uh, two hours each mm-hmm. so um, it's uh, I do have flexibility in my schedule to do more and I would like to do more with history and I think it'll allow me to even like integrate the history into my podcast a little more because I'll be doing these online lectures and um, it'll be fresh yeah. And you'll be reading it Exactly. Lot, so Just like all this Voltaire I've been talking about to the listeners. Um, yeah, they need that. Yeah. They need some classic Exactly, literature. dude. Let's talk words. about the French Wars of Religion. See, I love that. that you know? I mean, and I, I hate just leaving such an empty phrase like, I love it. But no, seriously, they need some uh, They need Some, some reformation knowledge. in their life. They need it. Yeah. They you know it. what I want to know about is uh, like early history of Christianity. And that's a good one. Uh, you know, I never took that class in school, and like I, yesterday, for the first time ever, I regretted it. I was like, "Well, damn it, man!" I brought a little history with me today. Yeah, yeah, but actually, I did. But with with the kids thing and making time for them, what you don't want—and this is my my biggest piece of advice as a father—is you don't want to be one of those parents. And I could I could name names, and we'd both know them. You don't want to be the parents that let nannies raise your kids. Yeah, dude, I think about that and like, dude, or daycare. Luckily, no. I, I could have my kid with me at the gym. But I mean, here's kind of my power play: is I am going to uh, slip into this, um, probably slip into this little history job for like a couple years, and then like scale it way down, and pre- and maybe even um, start just teaching a couple classes at Tech and maybe a class at Moralton or something, <coughs> and. uh because that's kind of like what we're wanting to do is just kind of stockpile some, you know, nest egg. and. You know, my dad always said, you've done something right if you can live like you're, reti- like you're retired by 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, if you can retire by 40, you've won. But if you can live like you're retired, you've done real good. Yeah. If you can just live life for your family, you know, at, at 40, you know, you've done good. If you can watch, you start watching your kids grow at 40, you've done good. Now, me... I laid my seat a little early, so I'll, my kid will be graduating at How, when I'm 39. Were you in high school when Corbin was born? I was born? 21. So, okay, yeah, you yeah know, I couldn't remember. When I'm 39, he'll be graduating high school because he's 13 now, you know. Um, he's 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 taller than his mama. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine. He's 30. He's, I'm about to be 31. I can't imagine. Well, so you know what mortality is. Uh, you've gained your mortality sense. That's your lick of sense, my dad says. Man doesn't have a lick of sense until he's 30. I was 29 when he died. So you, you, I didn't know what it was until I knew what death was. You know what death is. You've brushed death. You've tasted it. You've touched it. Now you know what death is. You've watched your friends die. You've watched family die. And uh, you've had a little taste of it yourself. You've had a scare with death. You can't. Every time you see a bump on your leg or you feel a strange pain, you're like, am and I, I dying? Yeah, some people really struggle with that, dude. They yeah. go like hypochondria with it. And it will get you bad, you know. And then... um you know, uh, most of us at this age have had some type of surgery or something, unless you're I really did, lucky. Yeah. I had a hernia repair right. like, uh, 
it's been over four years now. You know, but you, you, uh, you find your center or your faith or something. You find something profound laying there with all the cords hooked up to you. Yeah, it's crazy, and, uh, dude. I will say this. Like, I don't go to church. I'm not um, a subscriber to any one religion. Yeah. Um, but, uh, dude, every time I, I feel like uh, this stuff is totally uh, going bad, I will, or like, uh, like I feel like um, somebody close to me is uh, in, in the hospital, or like, man, my dad had a super um, bad blood pressure scare, dude, uh, just, a, just a couple months ago. And uh, I mean, he's 59, mm -hmm. 58, 58. Young, young man. You know, but I was like, dude, it was super scary. I've never seen him in the hospital. And it was just like, man, I uh, just, you know, a lot to, uh, a lot to process and out of nowhere. But yeah, it is, uh, it's, uh, I don't even remember what point I was making with that. Now I'm just like thinking about <laughs> oh, um, just different experiences. Religion. It, oh, yeah, but I like, man, like I remember that morning, there's a, a guy, he's, I'm actually going to have him on the podcast, he's a youth pastor, mm -hmm. uh, and I know him, he goes to the gym, like, then, like, man, he's one of those people that, like, he's a religious dude, but, like, never is he ever, like, pushing P it pressing, off on you, yeah. or, like, trying to witness to you, yeah. or telling you how wrong you are for whatever giving christianity a bad name yeah man but he's just that kind of guy he's always happy and i trust him and dude i just called him up man i was like dude my dad is like super bad off right now bro and i just would like you to pray for him man and like i've i've never get like revert to that uh, mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i was raised in church and stuff but until it's like one of those situations, maybe that's a, sh a shitty thing to say. I bet like modern no, Christians I've would, got a bit, a would be like, that. oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, right there. No. When it's important. That's when you want to. No, that's an instinct. But I'll talk about that. In a yeah, second. well, you know, like I'm just like, I'm like, hey, I know this dude prays. He, I need as many people vibing for my dad right now as I could possibly get, mm -hmm. you know, um, in whatever way they do it. You know, that's that's my thing. It's just like the whole positive positive energy. It's like, hey, man, I know that you believe in this stuff. I don't maybe necessarily believe like you believe, but, dude, will you just, like, throw some throw some of what you believe out into the, to the universe for my dad, you know? And, uh, man, it's uh, that's interesting. It's like uh, we talked about prayer and, uh, when I was going through all my philosophy classes a lot, and it's like, my thing is like some people need the empirical proof that there's somewhere someone other on the other end of the telephone that you were talking on and i've never had any empirical proof nobody ever will i mean at uh and there what's crazy is like people would be like god spoke to me in prayer yeah. and like well you know and maybe i you know maybe he did or she did, or it did. Yeah. I don't know. But for me, like, uh, I just, I remember learning about somebody early on in college. There's like a famous author from like the second grade awakening. And she's yeah. like talking about going to the tent revivals. And she's just like, no, I just didn't feel it. Just yeah. didn't see it. Right. Yeah. Not trying to persecute that person. I'm Is that for me? Uh, toast to your black belt achievement because hey, dude, thank I am you, bro, bro. so proud of you, man. Thanks, that man. That's a lifetime achievement. It did. It took, uh, it took a long time. That's fantastic, dude. You like that? That is super smooth, kind of warm. And warm. Uh, like on the tongue, even. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's sweet as honey, isn't it? It really is, dude. It's sweet. I'm feeling it. Man, my sinuses have been a little, I think it's the pollen. Yeah, agavero. Yeah, man. That'll sip on it. Yeah. You never got to sip tequila before, Dude, I right? feel the same way almost as that um, muscadine wine yeah, we we're talking I, about I, right here. Just a little bit of... Mm. I bring the good shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Very nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did, we, did we talk about absinthe last? Because you're the person that told me about that. I, I, I have tried. I've chased did the you ever? Did times. you ever... Um, doesn't Marilyn Manson have his own he brand? Paints it and, I don't know if he has his own brand. I know he paints with it and he drinks it a lot. Probably does. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, uh, go ahead. On the subject, um, who was your philosophy teacher? Charles P. Bush. Okay, now Charles P. Bush had a talk with me once um, and a few friends, and um, you know his—I'm sure you've heard his ex Nahilo fit. Ex Nahilo oh. Nahilo fit. Yeah, you know, from nothing, nothing comes. So yeah, that's yeah. We learned that in intro and in also uh, modern philosophy. If I'm not mistaken. I know all the uh, profound anti-theist and, and atheist who believe that by God there's nothing. Um, love to throw out th- that that's the biggest bullcrap out there, but I can't help but but ponder why is it human instinct when the things go terrible and you're laying flat on your back to look up? Why do we always say there is something? Why is it human instinct to yeah there has to be something? Um, which leaves me at the concept that well, there has to be something because the one empirical truth that I have and um, then my family has always believed as a, as a unit is that there's something. There has to be something. That's how I feel, feel, man. It. Yeah, I, and, and two, like some people call it intelligent design. <coughs> I heard somebody calling it yeah. that the other day or saw somebody calling it that the other day. And I get that. Um, like, I, you know, you look around uh, in the right places, maybe not around like L.A. or something, but you look around <laughs> in nature, and it's that's why like I'm so um, I'm not like a conservationist or anything like actively, but man, like I keep uh, learning more about this Great Pacific garbage patch in the ocean oh, it's and stuff, and yeah, like the things we are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like three times the size of Texas, dog. By 2035, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Oh, man. Um, I have a, a, to talk about a little bit about that. That's a horror story. Um, you see, the world, you know, is going to hell in a lot of ways. We know that. I mean, on the way here, on the Piney Bridge, there was a man flagging people down, and everyone was passing him. Damn. And I saw someone finally stop. Um, everyone was passing him, but he looked like he was just on bath salts and nuts, but he was flagging people down, standing in the middle of the interstate. I've never seen this before. But the world's so crazy right now, everyone, either either they were apathetic or scared to death because the dude looked crazy. There was no cars around. He, he wasn't, I was obviously not in a, uh, in a crash. But see, that's where the world's at right now. Every time there's a shooting, anything, everybody's yeah, like, yeah, man, whatever. did you hear? Okay, yeah, let's talk about this YouTube headquarters yeah, shooting. Female, she was mad about, uh, what was it, not being monetized? You know? uh, yeah, not, they, not she felt like yeah, YouTube had targeted her. But here's the thing, yeah, and I yeah. comment, I need to go back and talk. There's a, a lady that's probably going to come on the podcast. She's um, She is raising more awareness across the state about suicide right now yeah. than anything. Um, her name's Christina Mello, but she posted about it, and she was a, I didn't even know it happened. Right. And then I saw her post about it on Facebook. Then I walked up to the desk, and uh, our uh, Taylor that works at our front desk at the gym was like, hey, there's an active shooter at the YouTube headquarters. 
And I was like, oh, man. And what's crazy is, like, you're never surprised to hear it. Not anymore. That's like, and she was like, oh, no one posted on this. but it, the, So some early source she got. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, it's got to have something to do. We just did a clip and a, a whole episode on, uh, like, our 32-minute clip on YouTube's gun control um, or firearms policy for channels. So I thought someone who was, like, a firearms expert or like their channel had been taken down they took down all of these tactical firearms channels if you can't have a video uh excuse me showing how to reload ammunition you know so they're taken down all so i figured it was that as soon as i heard it and it was some variation of that right but um this lady um they took her channel down now but like apparently like her videos just sucked wow <laughs> You know, and like they were like, but she said that they've been targeted for demonetization and all this stuff. And I, I don't know if that's uh, what the deal is with that. But initially it was reported that it was like a domestic uh, dispute and she was there and shot her boyfriend. And I'm like, well, where did that come from? That's a little, that's, that's off base. Um, it, it is, but I'm, I'm always interested to hear these uh, other reports and it's like, well, was that reported on because that's what people wanted it to be? Uh, or is that the true story and it got made into this other thing because that's um, a hot-button issue right now? Like I said, as soon as I heard that and saw it, I was like, it's a censorship thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and what in society right now in the United States is not. And the big – well, exactly – and, and what was the big surprise of the whole thing is that she wasn't another straight white male. That was the modicum of relief <laughs> that every man felt. That's the sad part is every straight white male in America was like, wasn't another one. See, so, so do you think that, okay, so let's just go super conspiracy right now. Oh, no. <laughs> what if, oh, what, no. <laughs> what if that's a, what if she's some sort of a patsy, bro? Like, what yeah, if it's yeah. like, hey, you know, the whatever wing of whatever side of politics is like, we can't have this. What if Trump put her in there, man? I'm just kidding. That's a metaphorical thing. Dun, dun, dun. Please don't demonetize my podcast. Oh, no. I'm not even monetized yet. They'll demonetize yet. you just for saying the word Trump, man. Conspiracy theory. The famous head shrink, as in uh, psychologist, uh, Jan Willem Van, what is it, Proygen. A conspiracy theory is the belief that a group of people, often powerful people, uh, col uh collude in secret in order to make plans that are widely seen as malicious or evil. Thus, I, believing in them is a copious mechanism, or excuse me, I said copious, didn't I? Wow. Is a coping mechanism to deal with an uncertain world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's like I keep joking because, like, I, man, there was a whole, like, day where I was just, I just knew that Lyndon Baines Johnson killed John F. Kennedy, like, that he <laughs> this was behind it. And But it's just, like, uh, one of my mentors talking to me about, um, it's like, people can't accept the unknowable. Uh -huh. And now I've been thinking about that w with anything. But it's like, that's like with this, uh, what I'm saying is like, okay, we have two reports. Mm-hmm. And then we have the stereotypical, what you said. Yeah, exactly. So that's like even a, uh, and, and you know, that's what I was, I'm like, man, it's going to be one of those tactical firearms guys who got his page taken down. It's like, and is pissed because that's, you know, he's trying to make money on YouTube or was making money on YouTube. Now that's gone, you know, and, uh, but it wasn't, it was a female and she shot herself in the chest. She did. Whoa. 
Some I've heard that people do that uh, because they want to lead their brain to be studied. That's what they're saying on Joe um, Rogan. I don't know if that's true. Or maybe she thought it would hurt. Maybe I don't know. I, yeah. I've heard that. I mean, I. But I mean, but here's the thing. What if I mean? So like, I'm excited. I don't. I don't. But I'm just. I'm just riffing here. What if it was a deal where it's like it was, you know, it was her boyfriend type of a deal, and they turned it into this other thing for for political gain or political reasons, or to to get heat off of the stereotypical. That's extraordinarily sound. I mean, as as a theory, that's extraordinarily sound because I mean that I don't know. it It makes absolute sense. I mean, I, I have nothing else to say. I think you nailed it. Dude, you know what is awesome is actually, like, talking to, like, this is the first time, like, I remember, dude, when I was still, like, uh, trying to be on my come up and everything, like, before I, like, had this house or the gym, like, I knew I was going to have all that. I knew, mm. and I know, like, I know that I'm going to have more of what I'm thinking about mm. and want and, and building. But, like, I just remember like pacing back and forth in like my uh living room or maybe it was my maybe it's in my parents house but i just remember like having this realization i was like oh man it's gonna be so awesome when i get to lecture like i'm just like really looking forward to that so like this morning i was like i felt like i was blowing their mind effectively and it is it's awesome to to lecture and get to talk about stuff and like look it up like what you're talking about i mean how often do like like I just try and make it a point to like that's why I'm so wanted to just broadcast software so bad so I can like show what we're looking up to other people right there they get the same screen I'm viewing or I can you know like I hate this kind of riffing that's where mm-hmm. like I'm trying to be more cautious about that like I don't want to just the other day I just like spread some misinformation bro I told people that Chris Cornell had a 12 octave vocal range yeah the world record is eight mm-hmm. someone told me that maybe or maybe i conflated it in I, my brain i really wish i could give you it's a four fact. he yeah. has a four yeah i don't and know. i looked it up and i was like damn it yeah. damn it damn it so you're stuck giving opinions without the uh, citations well too but luckily like i can like here's the thing i said maybe mention that on the podcast the other day and i've been telling groups of people because it was either this is either i conflated it like I was like, there's 12 octaves or 12 notes in an octave. So either my mind did that or four is multiple of 12. Like maybe I heard four, (laughs) you know? And then I was like, oh, oh yeah, an octave. Wow, that's 12 notes. That's the, and he can do four of those. That's awesome. So maybe my brain conflated it or maybe whoever has told me that um, told me misinformation. I don't know which one it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, and I have a pretty, I have a pretty good memory. You do a lot of stuff, man. I remember, dude. You remember me? T- remember us establishing that I came to your house fundraising as a child with these little scratch-off cards, oh my God. and I was like, "Hey, I'm going on this mission trip at my church, and I'm going to Mexico, and it, we're trying to raise money." That's how I talked when I was a kid, apparently. Um, but you were just like, "No." My parents aren't here or something like that. It was like, <laughs> I think you were, you would probably have been like a senior in high school or something at that time, but you were just like, no, like, <laughs> it was just like, I have like, I was telling uh, my girlfriend a lot of stories, a lot of Brian Wilson stories. I was like, man, we've, uh, we've been through some stuff. Um, glad we could sit down together, bro. Yeah. We've been th- like, t- like, I just, I have some, some crazy 
memories of, of, of stupid things we did. I remember the day that um, you lost a certain job, and um, that was a bad day. But I, I remember it as a good memory because that's what life does. You go back and you remember how we how we turned it into a better day. You know. Yeah. You know. I I that I think about stuff like that. I remember when I was a more aggressive human being, when you were a more aggressive human being, and we've gotten older and learned to cope. It is, yeah, it is crazy, man. Um, yeah. I, I, dude, it's so, uh, you know, I don't, it still lays beneath the surface, obviously. So that's what I was kind of talking about with uh, with the drinking, you know? Like, yeah. it, 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 that confrontational side of maybe every person kind of comes out. Like, like we're saying, like, like with uh, gay people suppressing it, yeah. Due to societal pressures or or whatever, mom and dad, it's, it's sort of the same thing with like all of the, um, all the things that like humans struggle with, like being an asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it like it, sometimes it is hard to not be an asshole. For uh, me, yeah, maybe not for everybody. Well, you but deal with so many people. I, I, you know, um, and I said this on your show last time, I, I struggle with severe manic depression. There's a picture in the dictionary of me next to the next to the word, you know, and uh, that's me. I'm the poster boy for it. So I have, str- I have a struggle just going in public. Like Walmart is my definition of hell. And Dude, I don't I like um, I, I've kind of set my life up to not have to do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and I feel I feel yeah. bad about it sometimes. No, don't. But no, I, don't, but man. like, I mean, because uh, a lot of it gets put off on court. And oh. and sometimes she does not like, and I do like, man, I do a lot of stuff around the house, I mow the yard, wow. I, I teach a shit ton of classes, and yeah. I teach a history class now, and I'm going to be doing that more, and I'm like, so like I've just chosen like, man, like like she does so well with like um, our budgeting yeah. and finances and home at the gym and like groceries and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I'm just not going to put any mental energy into that shit, dude. Well, exactly. That's that's why I literally refer to uh, Asia. I know you have an Asia, too. I have I have one of those. I have an Asia. Um, my Asia is my girlfriend. And uh, I refer to her as um, my caretaker, literally, because she does all of the, um, and I'm not going to say mundane, because it's not mundane. But Menial It's the things task. that, if I put mental energy into those things, the people, man, the general public, and I, I honestly believe this is getting worse, it's becoming um, something that personally I have trouble coping with. So it's uh, I stay out of it. It's just simple. You have to be in the right environments as you age. You have to put yourself in better and better environments if you are capable to do so. Yeah, when you're, man, can, you're in a really small, t- like way smaller town than I too, but like, bro, I mean, there's some times a day, like, here's the time I like to go to, like, Walmart or something if I have Three to. in the morning? Well, that. But, <laughs> yeah. dude, still, then you still, I still like, dude, it doesn't matter what time I go. I see people I know, usually a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, so like 9 a.m. is, like, a sweet spot. Like, I feel like I can go to, like, Lowe's or Walmart and not really run into anyone I know, and, and, and like, through the week. But man, it's yeah, uh, it is kind of difficult, dude. Too. If I go somewhere like to a store in this town on the weekend, oh my god, it's impossible. And it's not like I don't want to see those people, you know. But like, dude, it's like, man, I get I give a lot of energy out. Like I, I just this week, like I did those four hours of podcast. I guess I'm getting like some allergies from this pollen and rain uh, and stuff. And it's just getting nicer outside, and grass getting greener, and like I I feel like I've got some like sinus allergy stuff going on. 
it gets this way a little bit every year. But, um, <clears throat> like, oh, man, I just give a lot of energy out all week and, like, just talking on the podcast for four hours and then teaching all the classes and lecturing and doing the stuff I'm doing. I was just like, man, <clears throat> I wonder if I'm horsed from just, like, talking and a combination of that or just, like, because it is, like, man, I teach a lot of classes. Yeah, you do. Like, between the gym and then this history class, which is actually the history class is, like, I thought I killed in a jiu-jitsu class this morning, and then I thought mm -hmm. I killed in the history class. Mm -hmm. I was just like, damn, what a good day. Yeah. Like, because some – dude, I was telling the guys this morning, like, I was like, dude, I, I get I – get, um, like, every time I have people that show up that, like, I know that, like, they're a white belt and they got, like, like a year in, I'm like, dude, you guys impress me every time you show up. Like, don't be – like, there's no grander trying to, like, you know – Oh, I'm trying to make, you know, it's like, dude, you just keep showing up. And I was like, I'm telling you, I, there's been more days and times and classes than all of you here combined this morning class, like five people there. And, uh, they were all white belts mm -hmm. that, um, and like, you know, three of them are we're about to get a blue belt. So, and like, sometimes we have 10 people morning class. Sometimes some of our color belts come to morning class. Most of our color belts come to noon classes, but, um, and then we open mats and evenings and stuff, but I'm like, I've I've not wanted to not come to class more than all you combined. Like this morning, my shoulders fucked up and my elbows fucked up. Like I, somebody pulled guard on me and I posted my hand on the mat. Yeah, and which was stupid, mm -hmm. but um, I felt they were trying to kind of like butterfly sweep me or sumigashi me in judo, and it hyperextended my elbow, and I was out there rolling with my shoulder jacked up because oh. I was trying to get over it, right? right it was kind of yeah. on the tail end. I felt like if I exercised, plus I was feeling this little bit of sickness, I wanted to sweat, and um, got an incredible, it's the very last uh, person I went with. We were mm. doing like a round robin thing, and I was just like, oh. So like I did like that night, I was just like, damn, you know, I'm just going to stay positive. But this morning I was like feeling super fucked up. Oh, man. <clears throat> but I still felt like I went in there and killed that class. <laughs> we did some cool shit. Well, that's good, though. <clears throat> oh, there's that allergy. Again. It's so hard to work a shoulder muscle out, though. Dude, I got a massage on Friday. Yeah. And my massage therapist had like come through going to um, Tulsa. Uh-huh worked me out and like we had more like progress i felt like on my shoulder than ever like he got yeah. like it was like my bicep man this but like the wednesday before my black belt um like right here in this top like where it's like a little crease right there and then up here under this lat and he got all that worked out and he came back through on uh sunday and i was like yeah dude i forgot it was hurt <laughs> and i woke up monday morning like my rhomboid in the top of my shoulder was just and it's it's feeling pretty good now but dude I was I've been icing it like crazy and putting uh, the stuff we have called Deep Blue on it. Oh, I know that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah old DoTerra. So, you know, the I was talking about the, the um the horror story of the world right now. Uh, talk about all those horror movies. I can scare you worse than any horror story in in one little bit of information. Lay it on me. Okay, you know you like history, right? Indeed. Let's talk about population. So, like Bill Gates and stuff. <laughs> uh, so, there's a child born every five seconds. That that those kind um, of stats blow my mind, you ready dude. For this? A, per a person dies every ten seconds. 
Now that's scary enough. You can leave it there and just freak out a little bit. But so t- all right, here's where it, here's where it scares me though. Humans have been around for two hundred thousand years, right? Uh, one hundred ninety-one thousand and one hundred ninety-one thousand of those years, the population was never more than ten million. In eighteen hundred, there was a billion people on Earth. In eighteen hundred, in eighteen hundred, there's only one billion people. Dude, I think there. Since then, there's seven. Joe Rogan just said uh, in like eighty-five or eighty-seven. I was born eighty-seven, so yeah. I can't remember if it's eighty-five. But he's like graduating high school, right. and he said the prop. I think he said it was like. It was between three and a half and four and a half billion. All right. I remember when I was graduating high school, it was six. Mm-hmm. Now it's seven. So here's here's where we get a little dark. Um, I mean, I'm going to text you after this. So here's the um, little news. They just uh, found a cure for cancer. I've been hearing uh, buzz Stan- about that. Yeah. So, and... Uh, it's here. And it's like, it. well, it's uh, so like I was actually like when I first heard it, I was talking shit about it because right. it's like cure for cancer. And I was it's like, not, really? It's not all cancer. No, it's well, it's certain it's lymphoma. And, yeah, yeah, it's a cure for cancer. Um, it's a few weeks ago. Ninety percent of rats were, uh, were you know, over 90 percent of rats were cured from lymphoma. Um, they're about to start human trials. They got 15 people. This was at Stanford University. Yes. I, I, yeah, um, I, I was charting that study. So. Like right now, they're recruiting lymphoma patients. So, which is, that's all fantastic. But say, all right, let's just um, let's spitball a little here. What's that going to do? Say it works fantastic. Say, you know, it's uh, it leaves nothing but a little bit of a, a fever, and it's incredibly cheaper. Here's what we know. It's way cheaper than um, the incredibly expensive chemotherapy, and it works fantastic. And it work, it's not a vaccine. It's more like a shot you get after you're diagnosed. Say it works. Okay, I, I am excited about it. You know, thank God. What's it going to do to population? Because I, I know that cancer is not the, a huge population culling, but it's always been a moneymaker. Um, and like I said, these are horrible things I'm saying. I'm just being dark for a second, okay? No, but dude, I don't like... What's uh, it going to do? Like, um, I'm, I'm, I, I don't... I, I have a lot this. of different views on chemotherapy, bro. Like, I know someone that's on it right now. Right, uh, But, exactly. like, I do feel like it's it's, like, poisoning people to death. Uh, more times than not. As a matter of fact, that's kind of my um, wife's grand- grandma passed right. away two years ago. And there's a lot of people in the family. And, I mean, man, it's it's that uh, part of it is the grieving, I think. But like that, that it, and, but I agree. And it's not like it's not my grandma. But I agree with this, is that, like, she would have lived longer if they wouldn't have done chemotherapy. Yeah, and then you can start talking about the hospice debate. Because I have n- I have nothing good to say about hospice, and that's another controversial thing to say. Honestly, I think that get ready to die. I'm gonna tell you what hospice is. It's population control. It's I don't want to mess with them, so let's kind of ease a person to death. I'm not even kidding you. That's what I think. I, I have it put is it so explicitly in people, my will. Um, yeah, you know, do I, not put me on hospice. There's ever. someone I I can tell you that like her dad. Um, She's a uh, promoter, and like I haven't talked to. I was like, I'm friends with her on Facebook. We've talked, like we, and I was just kind of sending her a message. I'm like, hey, see you posting about your dad all the time. But uh, so she's kind of disnarrating. But he got put in some sort of. Uh, they moved him from, like, like basically the hospital. He'd been there for a long time, mm-hmm. and they moved him into some sort of other facility. 
and like really, I think even maybe without her knowledge of exactly. it. Exactly. And but he like just sat there like in his underwear for like three days in a wheelchair, not, not giving him water. Probably. Yeah, and um, no like he no deteriorated yep. rapidly. Yep. And man, that's oh, dude, super sad story. One of my mentors, um. And I think all the time how sad I am I didn't get to take him. Like, I, why I'm so excited about the Enlightenment right now is because I took that class with this professor. Uh-huh. He taught for 50 years. He knew Elvis, bro. Wow. He's from Memphis. He only, like, when I tell people that he only had a master's degree, anyone that had this dude can't believe it. He got, a, he got an honorary PhD after he retired. But David Krieger, that dude was on um, another level. Professor oh, Krieger. I remember that. I remember yeah, that yeah. Name, oh, yeah. dude. I, every, you probably, like, your dad probably had yeah. him or something, oh, you know? Man, like, yeah. uh, but man, he passed away last year, like, something like 10 days after his wife, dude. Like, his wife had been in poor health, and that was one of the reasons he retired. Um, his wife had been in poor health. And I wonder if at that point, it's like, dude. Like, you know, you hear people talk about depression, and I've never had, personally, never had, like, any suicidal thoughts or anything. Mm. I was just thinking about that earlier today. They were talking about um, people taking, uh, and I was listening to a podcast talking about taking antidepressants, and, um, and like, uh, there's this one kind they were talking about that 44% of people who took it reported having suicide thoughts after having That's a very real thing. Yes, you know, and, um, like, but, uh, like, but I wonder... Like a lot, I'm not not necessarily with the uh, medication, but like this, the whole will to live thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you hear that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's um, like people, you know, they they base their life around their spouse or their wife, uh, and they pass away, and then the, then the husband or wife passes away. Because it's like losing half of themselves. My mom always said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and it's like, it's not a universal thing. No. Uh, like my, uh, it's two two years later. My uh, wife's grandpa is still doing doing extremely well, and yeah. I, um, is you know is like later eighties. Yeah. So it's um, but that's I mean like how crazy is it that like I mean and really as far as I know, he was in good health. Mm-hmm. Like he was older. I think he was like maybe early eighties, eighty two, something like that. But um, I I mean I can't remember how he was in his eighties as far as I know. Uh, but. That just like ten days after his wife passes away, he passes away too, and like hadn't been sick, just like passed away in his sleep one night. I honestly think that hospice is a form of population control. I think that they find a person, I don't know how they pick them, and they just kind of smooth out the way. Well, I hope it's not, not true. to get not to get too carried away here and bring Alex Jones into the mix. Oh, gay frogs! But um. It was so controversial. I was going to talk about Alex Jones. Um, so Alex Jones has all these crazy theories on population control oh, yeah. and, and talks about them all the time. And it, it, it does uh, tune people off a lot. But that's how I joked about Bill Gates. Uh, that's how I heard. Um, uh, they mentioned that, I believe, mm-hmm. when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, that episode 9-11. Have you heard that? I haven't. Oh, dude. I bet it's good. I bet that's great. We should almost just like start watching it while we're <laughs> podcasting because, dude, the shit that they talk about on that episode, oh my god! Yeah, but, I can't even imagine. Yeah, but he's uh, he's always riffing on population control, and he was talking about and on that episode a um, hospital mm-hmm. in um, 
and I, I could get behind this, but he said a hospital in Texas where he where he lives that was known for basically like nurses would kill people. Mm. So you get like almost like serial killers, uh, nurses, but also like part of it being like the black market um, organ parts. Yeah. Yeah. Parts. And yeah. Uh, then also just like legal organ donation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that person's an organ donor. We need their heart. They're probably not going to make it. So there it goes. You know, uh, yeah, but just like, I've heard a lot of stuff like that and it's, it's always like, Hey, you know, you're in the hospital or you're like, that's a man. It's crazy. You heard about Iceland, what they're doing in their hospital? No. 350,000 people live in Iceland. So they got one major hospital. They give pretty much all the babies are born in that hospital. Pretty much all the babies die in that hospital. And what I mean by that is they have amniocentesis. Amniocentesis, amniocentesis. Of course, you know is where they uh, they do an in depth. Um, well, I mean, you know, there's not just image imagery, but it's also a uh, a sampling of the child's tissue and brain, and um, they can uh, the chromosomes. They can pretty much give a good picture of uh, the chromosomes of your child, the uh, DNA, uh, you know, everything. Uh, I might have mis <laughs> mis mis said some of that, but. Um, you pretty much know what a lot of things about your child, um, speaking in layman. And one of those things you can find out is whether or not your child will have Down syndrome. And this yeah, is an American that's con- thing. That's a controversial thing, too, because people thing. are cho- – is this pre-birth that they're able to do this? That's, yes, and, and because of – they got one hospital, one hospital doing it well, Down syndrome – is now at 100%, and I hate to use this word, it's extinct. It's eradicated. It's eradicated. And I see that? It's eradicated in Iceland. It's gone. And they have this little room. I mean, I don't want to call it a kill room, but it's a little abortion, of course, room. And the parents, they, they have this little, uh, they give the, oh, it gets worse. They have these little cards that they put the baby's little footprints on, and the footprints are the size of the end of your index finger when they take them out, usually. And they bring the little fetus in for the parents to kiss goodbye. You know, the baby they chose to abort. Damn, how old is the child when they do this? Like, how does, I wonder how the fetus has to be for them to See, I don't be know able where the cutoff is, yeah. but I mean. See, that's a lot of, like, what you're saying are people's arguments for later-term abortions. It's later-term because, I mean, these are little, you know, ten toes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But... They're, they're babies, you know? So, but, I mean, Down syndrome's gone, but the, here's, here's where it comes out. What about other mental disorders? At what point does it become completely selective breeding? Which, uh, you know, what does that sound like? You, Nazi which, Germany. Right, yeah. Uh, like the whole, uh, what I, was, I read an article the other day that's circulating around uh, about um, Hitler's uh, genetic... Uh, projects like all those kids that they experimented on for like the super uh, superhumans uh, that they were trying to make are still alive, mm-hmm. and even the uh, Darwin, uh, like Darwin, and then uh, this uh, his research partner, they were doing all of this like uh, genetic intermarrying, trying to make like super families. Oh yeah, and so it's like it is fascinating. Like that's uh, like uh, the monarchies. Now they try to do it for more alliance reasons and stuff, but like the monarchies, enlightenment, pre-enlightenment. Oh. Yes, it's very smooth, dude. Ooh. I polished mine off a second ago. Oh man! Like after that first drink, I was like, Oh, there's plenty. Oh yeah, I feel, I, it, it was super relaxing, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> but good, uh, good for digestion. Yeah. Dude, um, one of my guests and I got kind of um, 
we were, dr- we were drinking on the podcast a little bit, and then he kind of like regrets doing the podcast and drinking <laughs> that much. I don't. Th- I mean, we just drank. Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, the smallest bottle of Crown you can buy, and we we just split it over three hours. Oh, that's not good. It's really not, but you know, uh, it's the, it's the other people's. Um, you know, Darwin PR or whatever. So, but yeah, um, oh, I don't mind. yeah, Darwin. Um, did uh, he ended up marrying his cousin? But the the Habsburgs, for example, mm-hmm. were like this um, dynasty. It's like the Bourbon dynasty in France. That's where like um, Louis the Fourteenth, who probably had syphilis as young as age seventeen. <laughs> seventeen, bro. Well, that stuff was rampant, man. It was in the water, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the Habsburgs, they did a lot of cousin marrying and stuff, and they had this thing that they came up called the Habsburg jaw. Mm-hmm. It's a syndrome. I forgot what it was, but it's yeah, a syndrome. Yeah, but uh, that's like uh, one of the, I think it was, um, I think it was Louis's cousin, Charles II. That's right. That's right. Uh, he couldn't have kids, yep. dude. Mother Nature just turned that motherfucker off. You can't right? make anymore, dude. Just you're stop. officially like, you're a mule, dude. You're a mule. <laughs> you're a mule. Just stop. Just be sterile. You know, the thing that's so great about the, these these theories is, you know, I, I, I hate nihilism, man. That's what's so wrong with the kids these days is because they're so, uh, what's their favorite phrase? Meh. M-E-H. Meh. 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 Dude, if I, you I type in, it. what, I, dude, this fascinates me, um, is if I'm texting, I'm going to send you a text real quick. Um, do you have an iPhone? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm going to do S-M-H, and it's going to give me an emoji. And I'm going to send you the emoji that it gives me. What do you think it is? I can't imagine. You know? Facepalm. Is it really facepalm? It's a facepalm, dude. What? You type in S. Okay, so. I shake my head. Dude, here's the thing. Like, like, literally, I, this freaked me out, dog. Yeah. I was, so, like, every Tuesday, Thursday, I drive to Moralton. Yeah. It's about 25 minutes away. Yeah. I get in my car at the gym, and like a lot of times when my phone's connected to my Bluetooth and stuff, um, and like I turn it on, it's like, "You are blah 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 miles from from Forza," mm-hmm. or but it said that for the university, and I was just like, "Damn, this mu- this motherfucker is charting my every move." Now here's you another. Better believe it. Though. Here's a mother another thing that freaks me out. Oh, oh, dude, you know about flathead Indians? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, I do. Yeah, I got down on that the other day. Um, Let's see. Damn, I forgot to forgot buy about the, the dog kennel for the, the gym. Weight. They didn't a weight with the flatheads, or was it? The yeah, that, it was like some sort of piece of wood or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I had this screenshot I took of. Um, well, that's what I was gonna say. You know, I I've always lived my life, and I, you can call this a bad way to live. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'm the living proof that it's not the healthiest way to live. But the uh, I can tell you right now, I can't stand the the meh way of living, which is gray areas man to hell with them yeah yeah to hell with the meh Uh, to me there's no greater crime in this universe than meh it's like uh i'll quote i'll quote the the good lord on this one um lukewarm i spew you from my mouth because dude every time i read someone's essay that's like total bullshit i feel like that i'm like (laughs) uh, yeah you know hot shit out of here hot or cold lukewarm i spew you from my mouth and um there's no greater crime than meth in gray areas. If you're if you're going to be go big or go home, go small or go home, you know, make big mistakes, make big big successes. Don't just yeah. there's nothing worse than that. And that's 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 nihilism, just not caring. And that's these kids 
that um, the younger generation, man, that's what's so bad about them. And I hope you can shape some young minds. And I know you are. That's yeah. why I look up to you is because you're shaping young minds to, um, to do something, to do something, not just talk about doing something. You know, I know here we are talking, but hopefully that will inspire to oh, spark yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. not just not just sit around and go man and just all day long with their little. If if you're just listening to this, I was uh, ticker tickering on my phone. Yes, I did. Let me let me lay this on you real quick. This is, this blows my mind too. I talked about this yesterday briefly, uh, or day before yesterday. We did a podcast, but Facebook now labels you is what political affiliation you are. So See, in your in your profile, just let's like, let's do this on your phone. In your profile on Facebook, do you have a uh, political viewpoints Here's set? The thing. I haven't been to my profile in months. See, that's the thing like I don't I deliberately did not fill out that field. But if you go to so like here's what it says it says US politics conservative you have this preference because we think it may be relevant to you based on what you do on Facebook. Okay, I can't wait to read this. Where do I read this? Okay, uh, so you go to um, down at the bottom. You click here. And I you don't have the app. Can I just go to the website? Yeah, you should be able to, but you go to settings once you get there. Settings, account settings, and it's under ads. You know why it's under ads? Because that's how they base what ads they give you. See, that's... So you go under ads, and then you go to your information. Big brother, big brother. And then you go to your categories, or wait, review and manage your categories. Um, oh God, now I'm tick tickering. And then what is it after that? Um, maybe it's not manage your categories. I had to, I had to find it when I did it. Um, oh yeah, U.S. politics, right down there, third from the bottom. So if anybody wants to look this up, you go to Facebook, you go to settings. I can't wait to see this. Account settings. Ads. I got, I got to get loaded. Hold on. Yeah, you're it's fine. up at the top. Uh, I believe so. I'll pull the, it up. The three on, lines. I'll pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit just not trained with this crap. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. How do you? Yeah, everybody's going to be like, how do you not have the app, dog? I'm, dude, you know what? Kudos to you for not getting followed by Big Brother. That's Facebook and probably how they know that it's 29 minutes for me to get to Moralton based off traffic. Thanks for letting me know where that you know where I'm going. Dude, that just like I just kind of picked up on me. I'm like, not like I'm out breaking the law and doing crazy shit. You know what just came up for me? It was a Facebook memory. Oh, what was it? It's me quoting myself. <laughs> there you go. There are constant new definitions of all of us spouting the good old days. Today, mine is remembering a time when trolls were those hairy guys on Willow and not pathetic cowards and sad socio sociopathic bullies who hide behind a computer when they insult others. It's nice and safe hiding there at your desk and not in the face of your victim who may or may Cyber not beat bullying. you to death. Word. <laughs> Word. 2013. <laughs> I'm yeah, so if that. you if you are on the desktop version or the it's the little it's the downward triangle on my Mac oh, okay. right here next to so like at the top it says like Brian home it's got your friend request like people send you friend requests your inbox your notifications a question with a circle like a circle with a question mark in it 
and then you click this downward triangle right above log out is settings then from there account, account settings right from that uh yeah uh well that uh settings so here um i just click settings mm -hmm. and then um on the left it says like general security and login ads. privacy yep ads okay then um you go to it's a little different ad settings your it's your information and then like they don't even have what i'm interested in like oh. they have it because like uh, they haven't even deduced that like i'm interested in in women mine has very so. much so <laughs> well obviously but <laughs> it's uh let's see where is it here i'm not seeing it it doesn't say uh okay no your categories so about you it has that and then you have to click your categories and then um u.s politics dude and here's the thing man i am way more of a centrist on things i would not label myself a motherfucking conservative i can't click on your categories review and manage your categories yeah yeah um your yeah. Ca yeah and then it should say u.s politics about you and then you click u.s categories or i'm sorry your categories u.s politics <coughs> you know what it said about me moderate hey that's what yeah good for you good for you good for you channeling your scorsese <coughs> man um have you seen that uh video of that little it's like a scottish and irish kid i don't know which one it is it's a little bit like a little two-year-old girl and her mom's like oh wh what happened to your head and the little girl's like chooky and she's like chooky and she's like, fucking chooky. <laughs> like this little two-year-old girl, she's like, and when she says it, she's like, fucking chooky. <laughs> but, dude, it was just so funny to hear, that. like, an angry little two-year-old girl saying fucking chooky. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> I guess Chucky's like the family pet or I maybe a, so. a brother or something. But she's like, chooky. Chucky. Fucking chooky. <laughs> it was funny, man. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's not the one I saw. I saw a little British kid who was wearing VR, and he was about three or four. And something scared him. He goes, oh, you little bitch. He <laughs> <laughs> was like four. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, that's funny. Hey, here's this is appropriate. One of my wife's candles here on the table. It says snowflakes on it. That's appropriate. That's right <laughs> in since you're such a conservative. We've, oh, we just went full circle for the first time. First time. There, oh, that's where the man. conservatives. Uh, that's where the conservatives were finally saying snowflake on here. Yes. So all you conservatives, we're, we're making fun of snowflakes. <coughs> we're burning them. <laughs> that was naughty. Man, social justice. So SJWs, man. Yeah, you know that's um like Jordan Peterson was saying he's figured out a way to monetize like ripping social justice warriors. But in in, in two, I was saying this to one of my guests the other day. In a way, by doing that, because he's super educated, he's become like the ultimate social justice warrior. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's deep. Why, why do people, why are there social justice warriors? Because they have a viewpoint and they're trying to make a uh, difference or, you know, get, get an opinion across. Well, when, like I was going to say, like Jordan Peterson's opinion is super fucking informed. Yeah. Uh, have, you, uh, have you followed him any at all? A little. Man, I know what you're talking about. His man. his podcast on Joe Rogan or Jocko right. Willenick. Yeah. But man, I just like he got into a big debate with some like I think it was like a BBC. It was definitely a I believe a British uh, show, 
and she was ripping him over saying that um uh him his whole take on dude it blew my mind he was talking about how like uh, the stereotype uh, or it, that um men get paid more than women mm-hmm. and how that's a the thing that that's a is a major thing that people talk about yeah they really do and man he just tore that whole thing down in my view and this lady was like ripping him trying to get just like you know clips for clickbait and shit and it, like at some point in the argument like he just just totally assassinated her and decapitated her dude she was like left and she like like he truly made her see his point through logic and reason and like using comparisons and her own analogies and then she was like huh i never thought about that and he goes Ha, gotcha. <laughs> and this gotcha. dude is this dude is so soft spoken, man. He's like a fifty five year old Canadian professor, and um, I just, man, I really dig uh, some of the points he makes. Uh, some of the points he makes, I don't dig. Yeah. Um, but I get what he's saying at the same time. You know, that's the same thing. Like uh, I was talking a little bit this morning about Jean Jacques Rousseau, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was kind of he's kind of an outsider, yeah, because he was critical of other people writing in that time period that were still alive. Like if he would have been critical of John Locke, which, if I'm mistaken, John uh, Jean Jacques Rousseau um, was doing his writings well after uh, John Locke being uh, passed away. I understand, but let's say it was Newton or Galileo or whoever. Um, he was being critical of people that were alive right then that were major, uh, philosoph writers and commentators on people that the, you know, the whole, um, backdrop of the French and American revolutions was built on their ideas. And he would be critical of some of those. Like he, he, he was like, no, three branches of government. That's bullshit. Like he, he didn't believe he's like the government, all of it belongs to the people. There are no branches and checks and balances. The checks and balances are all people, not three branches. Yeah. Um, right. And so like, he just had all these views on that sovereignty and he would, uh, he would basically pick, um, pick on people and do it in his writings and they would get pissed. So he's kind of an outsider, you know, with, with all of our theories we've been talking about, my big question is if if this is all a coping mechanism if we're i keep trying to tether us and that's what i'm trying to i'm going to hit on if if is it possible to explore cloud 9 while being tethered because what what i mean is like um personally you know i uh, we talk a lot about like the fourth dimension and we talk a lot about these conspiracy theories and we talk a lot about the fantastical and the things that are unspoken and the things that are unseen and the, the conspiracies and what ifs. And I, I can't help but ponder, um, is it possible to go out on cloud nine and to stay tethered, to stay, like, I, I wear this a lot, yeah. you know, to stay anchored. Is it possible to stay, to stay anchored? Cause you know, I can't, that is I, fascinating. I hang on and I let go. I hang on and I let go. And I, I keep people in my life that have a tendency to you know go fishing for me and pull me back down because let me tell you i could get lost in it and never come back and i wanted to know your viewpoint on that i'm definitely going to give you some viewpoint on it and i'm going to start with the first time i ever um i ever thought about what you're talking about and this is a formative time i was probably 23 years old 
I just lost my job, probably the same job you were talking yeah, about. I entered a 17-month period of unemployment. Yeah. This would be... We're watching a video about John Frashani from Funky Monks. So here's what's fascinating to me is he mentioned the fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. So people that do things like ayahuasca mm -hmm. or, um, and man, I know some super intellectual people uh, like uh, that have talked about doing ayahuasca, Graham Hancock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, let me turn that down. But uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, taking that ayahuasca journey or doing um, like peyote or mushrooms or LSD. And they're, they, they, a lot of people talk about dancing and getting, getting their toes in the water, so to speak. We're talking about particularly on things like DMT and ayahuasca, like all the way as far to is I met a deity, which coincidentally, this deity that people meet when they do ayahuasca is described universally the same way by everyone. That scares me a little bit. Yeah. So I know everything about ayahuasca. I have never tried it because I'm, you know, I don't want to vomit that much. Well, but. here's my thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm of this point of view. Like, <clears throat> I like why we said earlier. Like, I've never like on the telephone analogy of like you're praying, you're talking on the telephone, and you believe someone is on the other end of the telephone, even though they're not talking back. Whatever. And, uh, or maybe on your telephone, someone talks back. Well, I've never been like praying and like felt like there's like, oh, there's something bigger going on than to. myself. But dude, you know what? I have felt that way several times, like w at concerts yeah. or listening to music. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's because it's like, uh, I mean, dude, music's been around forever, right? People have been like even tribal. Like someone was talking the other day about people that the tribes have done these psychedelics that like their beats on their yeah. on their drums. Like I got a, a djembe under the table here. Music is the last remaining magic on earth. It's um, I can get behind that. It's it's because it is a fluid gateway to the other place. Well, so and here's another thing. So like um, we talked about your reservoir here. Right, like I just kind of raped your reservoir. Sorry, dog. Rape away, but uh, can't rape the will. It's so it's so. There's this theory, and I, I've looked into it, and I don't have any copper reservoirs, but I would like to get some actually, um, because it, allegedly, apparently, according to what I've read too, realigns the molecules in your water, mm -hmm. and it, how beneficial that is. The people debate it, but um, that's uh, that's why kind of people drank out of copper reservoirs is, is what I picked up. And 
I don't remember the point I was making, but you got your copper reservoirs. You can have it. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> there you you go. got your copper reservoirs <laughs> analogy. But, uh, yeah, I totally lost it. Maybe no, we should drink I, some more tequila. I'm what, up for it. What Let's do you go. think? Yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, I mean, you have a DD, so so we're good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> well, um, <coughs> okay, so, yeah, now we were talking um, – we're talking getting into fourth dimension frequency. Okay. Frequency. So we're talking you. So that we're at like realignment of molecules. But man, did you see? Like, I gotta recommend this to you, dude. You gotta watch Tom DeLonge on Joe Rogan. Tom DeLonge. Okay, I saw it. I haven't watched it yet, but oh, I can only imagine, dude. Blink One Eighty Two's front old front man. They replaced his ass because he quit the band to go. And uh, thank you, my brother. Once again. Cheers. Um, he quit the band to go and uh, prove aliens exist. <laughs> you remember that old Blink-182 song, Aliens Exist? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was around. Man, that is so like good on my tongue. Mm. <laughs> Some tequila is not good on your tongue. That is. You can't mix that with anything because it's just too good. Like, I don't know. Like, Patron, I feel like it's good when it hits the back of my throat. Like, it's, I don't know, like... But this is like, because I usually just kind of like let it set my mouth for just a little second and then I swallow it. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the best. Uh, the, I want to go down the Elon Musk rabbit hole because I told you last time I would and dude, I want dude. to. Okay, but, so do you but, believe that the rockets, do you believe that that happened? Okay, yeah, we're going to go there. Okay. But the first thing I want to say is I have seen the fourth dimension and it took me my whole life to see it. And, um. And this is where we start sounding like a bunch of kooks. But we I, we know what we're talking about, so let's just go crazy and talk about it. And if people want to think we're crazy, let's just let them, okay? Let's just let them. I'm down. I'm down, okay. As long as they're listening. So um, in an attempt to cure my own mental disorders, I thought I would try something herbaceous and um, tried too much herbaceousness. Did you do edibles? Yes. And what happened, though, is the folks that gave it to me was like, this is this North Arkansas stuff, and you, need to, <laughs> you need to be <laughs> you, Probably was you Newton can County, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, see, dude, yeah. Willie Nelson made Newton County famous All for right. saying the best weed he ever smoked was from Newton and County, said, Arkansas. But you got to be careful because, you know, there's a fine line between what you have and schizophrenia, but... There's also a fine line between what you have and enlightenment. Yeah, we did talk about um, we did talk about that about like psychoactive substances last yeah, time. Yeah, and but what I saw, it, there's a difference between a trip and seeing things, and I know, and there's a difference between that and what I saw, which wasn't just seeing things; it was knowing th it was knowing something, and what I saw is what I know, and what I saw. You ever seen Event Horizon? No. Damn. I should watch it. Well, I'm just going to take a quote from it. Hell is merely a word in comparison to what I saw. I, I felt as if I was, um, I'll steal another phrase, I was Ichabod. And I don't mean Ichabod Crane. Okay. I mean the phrase. You know what the word means? No. The glory of God forsaken. I felt forsaken. I felt alone in Dude, I've a heard world people that have done mushrooms describe that. Darkness and it was as if I was in the presence of horrid evil and every good and positive thing that we believe in is all one big joke. And, and that we're, what we are waiting to see is this ultimate 
terrible evil at the end of a dark tunnel. And I have struggled with this, what felt like the ultimate reality that all of, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's just nothing. Man, that would be so much better than what I felt like I know after this. Now, I have struggled with finding light at the end of that darkness that has drowned out every bit of light in my soul ever since I experienced that, that I've been scared to do anything, anything. And I haven't touched anything because what I felt like was the ultimate truth, was that, no, there's not this wonderful um, light. No, there's not this silence and nothingness and you go back to the earth. No, it's this horrid, desolate, evil suffering barbed wire and death just and i can't even describe the ashes and the pain and the suffering that's and it wasn't like and like i said it sounds crazy but it wasn't it, it was a knowledge it was like um it was like a third eye opened and i wasn't just seeing it it was knowing it and this is the part where everyone goes oh no man that's just something you saw and i'm like Oh, well, no, it's like, I I'll, let me let me follow up on some of that. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't care if anybody gets pissed about it. But <clears throat> if, you, if, if people do not like me for this, you cannot like me for this. Almost 10 years ago, um, I took some mushrooms. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> and man, I'm pretty open about it. Uh, I've, I've, I've even um, I've even tried them a couple of times, like like pretty close together. And I actually like pretty much to do so that was not something i would want to be doing uh at the time but too i was a lot younger so uh, but now like in the the time that we're living in right now 2018 they're talking about making that a medicinally legal substance for uh, certain people suffering from trauma or depression in california which is nine states that uh, cannabis is recreationally legal in now and uh, i think 20 states it's medicinally and or recreationally, right? A lot of all those states, it's recreational. It's also, mm -hmm. but dude, like so that's back to that set and setting we talked about earlier. Even with alcohol, right? Like mm -hmm. being in that right environment uh, to where things aren't like there's not going to be a bar fight breakout or something. And uh, that was the thing, man. I was just chilling at home. <laughs> Probably should have been out with like my feet on the grass somewhere, <laughs> enjoying the nature. But I was at home and just kind of watching TV and just like, you know, having a good time. And then this documentary about the atomic bomb came on, dude. And I just like, it's the total wrong time. And uh, like, I, dude, what you just described, I, I, dude, I lived there for hours. I lived in it. exactly you what you described. It. I mean, I'm talking exactly. I were just like, um, too, here's another, like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like growing up in church made me feel this way. A good friend of mine, sociology professor, said yesterday, he's like, every, he's like, I'm not saying whatever, but he's like, ever since I stopped going to church, my anxiety went away. Really? And I was like, damn. Because he's like, I guess I have too many issues that the yeah. church takes, and then I'm beating myself up over them. But it's like this dude, I mean, is a really good dad. He's a really good dude. Like, I, it's a great friend. I respect him. And it's like, no, dude, I feel the same way. And then it's like, too, those issues come back down to, like, you observing hypocrisy and being a man of principle and being like, hey, don't you think that's uh, what you're doing there? That's not, that's not good? That's not why we're here? Yeah, right. But then it's like, you know, 
because uh, who are you to you know cast the first stone or whatever exactly so like you know but it's just like that's why like those are some of the major problems i have with going to church or organized religion is just being like being there around all these imperfect people that uh and then but it's like the the reason we're all gathered together <laughs> is to talk about like trying to have a better life and all the all the good things about religion but then it's like you know like uh like the Westboro Baptist Church they only preach God's wrath. You know, it's the I, yin and yang, man. I was excommunicated from church. Yeah, dude, I remember you guys yeah. had the song about it. Yeah, I was kicked out. And well, except for that's my father's so crazy. funeral, was, I haven't been back. Yeah, well, that's um. And I, I, you know, I never found any faith though until I left church, and then you find God pretty quick. You know, like I said, in a hospital bed when I got your stomach cut open, but. Um, honestly, it was the people there that were poisoning faith for me. Isn't that strange? Well, man, and to, you know, just, just, cause I feel the same way, dude. And, and it did, it, it kind of ruined it for me, uh, multiple times over. And they, they need to hear this. Yeah. I, they, I just can't, I just, I'm not saying I can't go back. Here. I've gone back since, uh, like with my parents and stuff. I haven't been to church probably three or four years though. And uh, like Cora and I were talking about this um, the other morning, we were like it was like Easter Sunday, and we were like, let's go to Cracker Barrel and have some breakfast, mm-hmm. you know. Then we go over there, and dude, like we go to Cracker Barrel for breakfast on Sundays. Like we we've done it a couple of times recently, you know. And uh, dear God, at the amount of people yeah. that were there because it was Easter Sunday. That's another thing that always drove me insane. And I was joking on uh, with uh, one of my guests. It's like, if I see another Christian try and draw a link between eggs and Jesus Christ, I'm going to slap him across the face. What is it, Eddie Izzard? Izzard? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, I always wonder if that was Izzard or Izzard. I keep doing that with my students. And they have to call their name in class <laughs> as one. Uh, and I'm like, I'm always doing a weird pronunciation. I'm like, Millard. Millard. And it's like, it's oh, Millard. Millard. The name is Millard. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> or like, I can, f- here's another thing. Like, I notice with names, like, uh, for example, like, let's say the name McKinley. Yeah. I will confi- configulate that with, um, uh, like, there's, uh, like, uh, let's say McKinsley. <laughs> It gets worse. I'm here yeah, to tell like, you. Yeah, like, but like, kind of joining people's first and last mm-hmm. name into like, a, like yeah. if they have Zlee and they're, like, yeah. that's a that's an actual example of uh, something I kept like this girl's uh, name and then McKenzie. <laughs> so like that, like at McKinley, McKinley, uh, McKinley, McKenzie, and McKinsley. I I keep it's like, I, and I don't it's even know anyone named McKinsley. Nah, hell with it. But I turn both of those names into McKinsley sometimes. It's yeah. weird. It gets worse. I'm here to tell you. It gets a lot worse. Everything blends together. Dude, um, I'll tell you, like, it just happened a couple of times on the podcast. It could be a tequila. I don't know. But, like, dude, I have I have good memory. But, like, I have, like, just, like, I'm, I talk about it because I'm trying, like, oh. my short-term memory is not Holy good. hell. It goes and it gets worse every day. They, they say you, um, I don't know why I saw this last night. I, I, I watch 
as a coping mechanism of my own, I, I constantly watch old funny shows, you know, to help me go to sleep at night. Like Wait, Gilligan's Island and shit. I would love Gilligan's Island. I don't Dude, have I've been that. wanting to go back and watch. I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. I, I go back and I watch. I find out like a list of the greatest old shows to watch. That way you, you watch. There's like a list of the greatest shows ever made. And if you want to really bring a little bit of joy into your late night life, watch Cheers. Dude, Greatest I, show ever made. I, a friend of mine was just watching Cheers the other night. It's fantastic. And then followed up with Frasier because that's the sequel. You know, it was, you know, anyways. Really? Okay. It's just, it eases the tension when you're trying to go to sleep. Anyways, uh, and uh, but they were they were talking about that on on Frasier, is how do you know you're uh, you getting up there a little bit? Is like every time you sit down or stand up, you go. <clears throat> That's funny. <laughs> when you sit down to your knees, do you snap, crackle, pop, and uh, do you um, <laughs> and do you have trouble remembering even just like you constantly do memory exercises in your head all the time and i do it all the time Me i'm too, like dude. and I, I have to hurry and get stuff out because like now i'm trying to think what was i going to say about eddie izzard eddie izzard oh yeah eddie izzard yeah he's an izzard he's an, he's, an, he's, he's an izzard harry okay he was <laughs> he was going to uh he was talking about eggs easter what's it got to do with jesus really you eating chocolate bunnies and remember as you eat these chocolate bunnies Jesus died for your sins. Yeah, it's great. This, so, <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? I wonder if this. I wonder if that. So I've heard this, and I've heard it from um, like a, a friend of mine uh, that's an unconventional Christian. We'll just say, but um, the, the the world needs more of them. Yeah. So there, I will say, man, uh, people I've met that kind of um, hold like the Seventh Day Adventist philosophy, right? Seem to be way more on point with their shit than anyone else. That's interesting. Yeah, you don't hear that a lot. Um, well, uh, first of all, Sunday is not the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, mm-hmm. it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. And however, that like so like that's their, um, and that's not like I think Seventh Day Adventist is um, is is a, a denomination in Christianity, if I'm not mistaken. I just don't know enough about it. But well, their their thing is like they don't. They, don't, they go to church on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like we, I remember knowing a kid like that when the I Catholics was. Catholics go to mass on Saturday a lot of the times. So that's um, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Churches on Sunday, mm-hmm. universally speaking. Oh yeah, I would say churches on Sunday. Yeah. Some people would say that the people that go to church on Sunday have been duped. Mm-hmm. Just like some people would say Christians that are doing Easter egg hunts at church have been duped. There's wait wait. There's Christians that do Easter eggs. Dude, I hunted Easter eggs at church. Holy crap! I didn't like every year growing up, dude. Like went to Klein Park, bro. Klein motherfucking park. (laughs) I never did it with church, you know. But yeah, oh yeah, dude. I was I was I had to go to Missionary Baptist Church, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know, Missionary Baptist. But see, we were we were Pentecostal, bro. That's a different thing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, missionary Baptists don't even have sex standing up. You know, it looks too much like dancing. <laughs> oh man, missionary Baptist dude. Uh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's the only joke I got about them. They're the ones who kicked me out, so I can. Make yeah, you know, but that is a thing. Like I've heard that. Like uh, some uh, denominations are like, you should only have sex in missionary missionary position. No, dude, they didn't believe in premarital swimming, premarital dancing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Didn't believe in clapping in church. See, I was in like the church band, and they're like, you can't wear shorts if you're in the band. And mm. I'm like, it's fucking 108 degrees outside. 
Pentecostal. Are they the, uh, <coughs> are they the skirts? Girls in the uh, so ours, ours was not so much like that, but yes, like mm. they were like these long ass skirts and like put their hair up in these fucking buns. Dude, my parents made me go to church. Like that was another thing. Like uh, I've I've had a couple parents. Like a buddy of mine just texted me since we've been on the podcast about doing a private lesson. Um, I texted him Sunday and I was like, uh, "Hey man, we're working today." You know, he bought a whole package of private lessons from me, and he's like. No, you know, I'm taking my daughter to church. She wanted to go for Easter Sunday. And I'm like, but before he told me he's taking his daughter, because um, I, I like, we were talking about how we like, I wasn't going to church because of fertility cults and ancient Sumerian deities and shit. But um, <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> but the story is, is that Christianity brought in some of these traditions and trying to embar- embrace pagans. Mm hmm. And be like, oh, more pagans need to come in That's from true. from the beginnings. And, and I get, I can get behind that. And a friend of mine was telling me That's that where hymns came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were bar songs. Yeah, I can see that. That's where a lot of hymns came from. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, but no, I mean that's just it. It's like. Um, that uh, well, that what I mentioned. I kind of got off on uh, the Sabbath being uh, Saturday. Saturday. The what's fascinating to me is like too a lot of these people that hold that belief they don't do anything on Saturdays, like Saturdays nothing. or Sundays. Saturdays, really? people that are like that, like that they observe their Sabbath, their day of rest, or whatever is Saturday. It's not like, dude, you know what? Like even when I like here was like my average Sunday growing up. Like uh, we went to church in the morning, and then after church it was over at noon. We went and ate Sunday dinner at my grandma's, uh, came back and went to church at six. Like, fucking two, two days, man. That two, was two a days. That was a rough day for me growing up, and I remember it because it was, wasn't enough time to do anything. If you had homework on Sunday, damn. Was that a good one? That elbow pop. You know, I, um, I had remembered just a second ago our greatest. I was talking to Asia about this. She's like, what's the greatest conversation you and Brian have ever had? And you should bring that up sometime. And we always have great conversations, so thank God I don't have a great, a greatest one. But I do have one of the funniest ones I ever remembered, and this one stuck in my head. And I don't remember where the hell we were, but I remember we were uh, abbreviated together, <laughs> quite abbreviated. And we were talking about when we were growing up how the greatest thing we had in common is we, we both wished we were cats. <laughs> yeah, because dude. I was just like, I went, I, I remember going uh, like right after high school or even in high school, junior you're high, leaving in the morning. Like, you, you're like, you, you fucking motherfucker. Cat. <laughs> you get to stay here and sleep back when sleeping was an important thing to me. And they got, to, yeah, right. Th- those days. Dude, now sleep. it's just like literally last night I was like, fuck, I've ran myself too thin. I have to fall asleep I've at 9 o'clock. Three hours in the last two days, so I understand. Dude, um, yeah, there's so, like, but like, I guess I just ran myself a little thin. Yeah. Because uh, like Tuesday I killed it, man. I did four hours of podcasting. I taught a <laughs> bunch of classes. I thought my boss was coming to listen to my lectures. So like, dude, I went over the top. Oh, yeah. You know, and put Polished. all this energy into prepping it. And uh, <laughs> luckily I put so much energy into it. It carried me out for um, most of the class today. You know what we need to get? We need to get some of that blood. <laughs> it's what we need because it's full of adrenaline. Yeah. We just need to find us a nice little Dude, literally, Danny Drain tried to call me at 9.30 last <laughs> night, and I was already asleep. Oh, man, Master Drain. Um, he's a good man. Actually, um, yeah, he was the one that uh, bought my 
inventory business from Caleb. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was doing that with Caleb I was years just, ago. I was just telling him, um, I, because here's what's crazy, is that um, I, I can't remember. So, yeah, when you started, we started doing a little weeping style together, mm-hmm. and you told me about Russ, you being related to Russ. Yes, I ma'am. don't think I knew that Mm-mm. previously. No. But how crazy is it that I feel like I knew you, I mean, because, dude, I knew you when I was in high, I knew who you were at least when I was in high school, back mm-hmm. when you were playing with fucking claymore dog that's the days back there man yeah so Thrash like that's metal. like I, yeah i used to just hear about you guys mm-hmm. throwing down um mm-hmm. and i want to say i came and saw you play one time but i could have only possibly only ever seen you play with effect this i can't remember no you got us in at renaissance day yeah that so that that but i'd been charting you guys for like a couple of years yeah. so we're like a legend around the town Isn't that crazy you it, know it was a boring town i guess but we really love a clarksville i mean clarksville's home well, anytime somebody in town's doing something fucking cool, which I thought you guys were, like people, people were buzzing about. Yeah, you know, we wore eyeliner. It was cool. I still wear it. You know, guy liner, mascara. Dude, I've been yeah. joking about. Um, I have a couple of like a but uh, one of my guys last night showed up wearing these like little uh, spats, and I was like, uh, dude, I cannot stop looking at your booty. <laughs> so uh, my guy that just fought, and I was like, damn, bro, like you're just looking. So, but but the day before that, he wore these like I call them man capris. Mm-hmm. It's like Under Armour is making like these three quarter length dude pants, mm-hmm. and uh, that, this uh, I got a couple of different pairs of them. I fucking love them, dog. I feel oh, like yeah. one of the pairs I feel like a pirate when I wear them because uh, I cut off like cut off sweatpants basically. I've I've no, I mean they don't make them in uh, in that size for me, but one day maybe I can squeeze into something nice and feminine. Dude, yeah. I, well, dude, it's like these. Uh, I will say this: like, I scored a bunch of pant- professor pants. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. wearing a pair right now, and they're like, yeah. it's like they're like, they're kind of like skinny, skinny pants. Oh, and I'm, delicious. but like, I feel like just sitting here, like with my knees bent. It's like like getting at the back of my leg. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, these skinny pants. I have an idea, and she's probably gonna hear this on the podcast later. Do you know what I saw? My woman ordering me the other day. She's gonna hear this, Abigail. Ordering me a fanny pack, dude. Dude, I'm heard, getting a fanny pack. She's ordering me a fanny dude, pack. Dude, I hope it's I got get a that gun holster. In I hope I get that Joe Rogan and higher primate fanny pack for my birthday. Dude, so she's much. She's getting y'all. me one with a gun holster in it that straps onto your leg. Dude, are like, you gonna you know wear what? it? Hell yes, I'm gonna wear it. Fuck yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do a review. Dude, I don't I, give a fuck. Uh, dude. I'll hopefully, go in with you. hopefully we both get a fanny pack before uh, you come back on the I'll podcast. Sport, I'll sport the hell out of it. Uh, s- shameless self plug. If they're wondering about uh, the music, I do. Um, Look up Effectus, A-F-F-E-C-T-U-S. Yeah, you guys are I, on Spotify. I'm on Spotify, yeah, and iTunes, A-F-F-E-C-T-U-S, Effectus. Uh, me and Kyle Southall's got a, some good stuff on there. It's, it's And um, I'm, I'm going to pretty soon put a few solo uh, solo tracks. Uh, look up Johnny Effectus um, on SoundCloud, and I'm going to put some experimental dark tracks on there coming pretty soon. Cool, uh, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna do. That's a little shameless self plug there. No, dude, keep uh, keep. But that's the deal. I always, uh, if anybody, I mean, because I had like Rob McCormick on, and yeah. Uh, but I, if anybody's ever got a website or like uh, two days ago, my buddy that um, that was on, he owns Coffee House. You know, it's you know, it, I try and have people on. I'm like, dude, promote your business right now. Boom, 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 go. You know, we were talking about the Elon Musk thing. Oh yeah, yeah, um, SpaceX. Let me, let me let me smack that around a little bit. You know, uh, it is real. And here's how I found out it is real. His last rocket punched a hole in the atmosphere so big f- that it took m- months to repair itself. So, yeah, it is real. 
And here's the here's where it's going to get fun. You ready? This is going to blow your mind. Um, Mars City is actually all planned out, and I mean beautifully planned out. The dude's going to die on Mars. That's what he says. Hopefully not upon impact. You know. See, he went over on uh, and got a whole lot of funding. See, to uh, to, to precursor that, um, he's one of the uh, cre- he's one of the the PayPal twelve. Yes, yes. And um, that's how so, he so really he made in, his first batch of money. And then he invested in himself uh with uh Tesla and then he takes his Tesla money. He he paid so much into SpaceX that he could he had to take out loans to pay rent. Okay, he's lost his marriage, he lost a lot of stuff over this. And then but he bet on himself with SpaceX. And then he launches all these rockets and here's what he's really created is repulsor technology. So say rocket, have you seen these things land? They yeah, go up and then they blows they, my mind. And they just land. So it is falling in the ocean. They don't, dude. The, the 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 fuel tanks just come down and they land right on their booties, right there uh, on their landing pads. Now he's crashed like you know fifty of them, and you know several million bucks a pop. But the thing is, it had to be done, and it's done. He's created repulsor technology. I mean, I'm sure he didn't create it, but he's perfected it, and. He's got all these plans. Now, his Tesla technology is already beautiful, self-driving cars that we're going to be having out. Dude, one you of them just wrecked this week. That wasn't a Tesla. Was it, it was not? A Volvo. Okay. Autopilot, and, though, right? Yeah. But yeah. his are perfect and safer than human drivers by far. And the thing is, th- those cars you're looking at like, you know, at least 50 grand a pop. But the new ones that are coming out at the end of 2018, you can reserve now, are family-style cars for 35000 brand new. That means within a year or two, we can all afford a Tesla vehicle, rechargeable. They had the charging stations all over Little Rock. Well, they're already all, they're already getting one in Russellville, and you're going to be able to you're going to be able to recharge it. And the crazy thing is, you know, Tesla homes you can get get off the grid with your shingles. All right, I'm, I'm not even going to go into that because it's a, it's a big sales pitch. I'm just going to stop. I sound like a salesman. But, but no, I like I've got to get a new roof sometime in the next five years. Talk I'm, to me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, I know. I'm, I'm working on this. Okay. Yeah. See. So that's crazy. I work like for Clarksville has the solar. Um, Clarksville's going off grid, bro. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I, uh, I work for AirTech, so I'm gonna throw that out there too. AirTech Heating and Cooling, and uh, we we put the tech in air. <laughs> we uh, we have great train units, so I'm throw that in there too. We put the, we do the best heating and cooling, anywhere. And. Um, but talk to me about your roofing, too, because we can get you a fantastic deal on, on anything you need. For sure. I might have to do something in the next, like, three to five years. Well, talk to me. And that's, like, when I do that, I'm probably – here's kind of my plan. I don't I don't know where the gym's going to be, if we're going to build or have to buy another bigger building or what. But um, I'm going to – like, dude, the studio is not always going to be right here, dog. Uh, you're gonna want to expand. I'm probably a bit. gonna build a badass carport if we decide after you know five years of the fight we have a kid or whatever we're gonna stay living right here, which is possible, right? And if that's the case, I'm gonna build a badass carport with a studio um, loft sort of a thing yeah, with like yeah. mats and a heavy bag underneath it. I'm gonna like my buddy messaged me for private lessons. Um, that's gonna be a thing that happens at home. I was gonna say you're gonna stop long. going to the gym. Yeah, dude, and it's like nice enough outside today. We could go outside. I've got a mat right there by my kitchen door. I was wondering about your privates if you were doing them here or there. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to doing them here, especially if it's nice outside. Um, but uh, that's like I've got like the dogs' room. I keep telling Cora, I'm like, won't you just let me mat that room? 
I want the dog. He can live in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, she's not having it so much, but uh, he, the there's just like a fourth room back there that we don't do shit with. Like mm-hmm. nothing. We never go in. It's a fucking dog's room. So, uh, but I'm like, let's just, you know, let's move the kennel in the kitchen. Just put this mat down here and cut it, cut these other mats up and we'll just have a matted room. Uh, but she's not having that. But two, uh, Cy Cakeson has a matted room in his house. Uh, I would like to have a matted room. Uh, but you, I would like to people. mat underneath <laughs> my studio. Right, yeah. So. No, I think that'd be fantastic for your private situation and plus for yourself. Well, I have a lot of mats. Mm. Uh, from, yeah. <laughs> like I have a t- at least a 20 by 20 area that I can mm. throw out. So, um, which that's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty decent size. So mm-hmm. Two dudes can roll around on that. Like I have this big deck out back, so. No, I see that's with the nice, you know, the weather's nice, at least, you know, a little that's bit. That's why, so. dude, I'm going for being able to, like, um, like with this mic up here. Like, I want to get to where, like, we could go sit outside on the deck and, like, easily, either, like, have a fire pit or mm-hmm. just, like, have a podcast outside, have a podcast at the coffee shop. You know who's got a great podcast right now? Macaulay Calkin. What? Bunny Ears. Oh, bunny ears is dude, what it's called. I'm bunny ears. Into it right it's now. dark. There's all these kinds of crazy conspiracies about it. It's fantastic. Macaulay Calkin, he's back. He's back with a vengeance, and it's all about a podcast. Get all over it. I've been listening to it a lot. Now it's uh, it stays on topic a lot less than, oh, than wow. anything you and I have ever talked about. Look at the first. Uh, oh, okay, now this is when he was on some. Uh, he was on uh, Mark uh, Mark Marone's podcast, uh, the WTF podcast. Dude, he's some Bunny of his ears. promo videos on his website. It shows. It says Macaulay Culkin, and it shows a bunch of bugs swarming around a, a, a chair, a director, like a, a star's chair, and he's standing there next to it like this. It says Macaulay Culkin. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. It says Macaulay Culkin interviews the swarm of bees from My Girl. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. As soon as you said that, I was like, you mean like My Girl? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. dude. Wild. Uh, so... Wasn't he with like uh, Mila Kunis yes. for a long time? I haven't heard him talk about it yet. But yeah. Oh, dude, here he is with Seth Green, and yep. uh, who's that? Uh, who's that in between them? What's that guy's name? I can't see. I'm blind with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was from Garfield. I hate that yeah. I'm rat oh, race. Man. Oh, um, uh, Brecken Meyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's friends with. He him. is. He's a good actor. I like he's, him. He's friends with him. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that that podcast yet, but he's good buddies with him. Oh, they had um, they had Kevin Smith on yes, the podcast. Smith, yeah. Wow, cool! I like their studio too, yep. dude. Is that the Christmas tree from Home Alone? Yeah. Is that the Christmas tree <laughs> from Home Alone, dog? I'm not positive. Uh, on that. Dude, I'm almost positive it is. It, oh, is that like their set? And like, he's, yeah, he's like this profound gamer. But you know what he plays all the time? It's Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Like he plays the Super Nintendo all the time. Dude, I got a super, one of those uh, SNES classics in there yeah, with plays, uh, 400 games. Yeah, that's what he does all the time, dude. Wow. It's just fantastic. Dude, I'm so inspired by people that have started podcasts. That he's, that's that's why I started one, because I was like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. He's, I wanted to yeah. do this for a year, dog, before I did it. It's just crazy listening to him talk about it because he's like, you know, you'll hear the other guy talking. The other guy's a really great world traveler. And he has something, yeah, I, I can't remember his name. And I apologize now if he ever hears this. But, uh, but uh, you know, Macaulay, he's, he says these amazing, these amazing stories. He's like, yeah, I have a house in Paris. Or, you know, he talks about the time he was in uh, Thailand and all these amazing stories. And you're just, 
What yeah, would he it has be like? Had a He's interesting like, I, life. You know, he got arrested in a freaking Oklahoma City with cocaine or something one time. Oh, it's just, he's such an interesting person. Though, I know. You know. And like, of all the places to get arrested, right? But to listen to them just talk is, you know, I, I try so hard to, to wax poetic. And here he is, just, he's just a dude. Just a, they're just dudes. And once you, that's what's so great about a podcast is, th- like I was telling, uh, telling my friends, three quarters. Damn, in, my memory card just filled up. We over? No, let's but let's right kind of wrap it up, motherfucker. I hate it. When three quarters happens. into it. How does it, that happen? Well, three quarters into a talk, you you find out who a person really is. That's yeah. what's beautiful about a podcast. Yeah. Well, dude, um, obviously we can have you back on numerous times. I'm all over it. But uh, yeah. So sorry to cut you off with the camera beeped. No, uh, I think we should tackle Elon Musk next time, and I mean like the whole thing. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're listening audio, you didn't lose out on anything. But we can obviously, uh, we could keep going if we want. I'll just be sure and tag him. We might have to do that on another video. Plus, I can always do this. Mm-hmm. I can clip the audio and yeah. throw it into iMovie when mm-hmm. I edit it. That's what, dude, that's why I'm, look, I'm looking forward to being able to do this, all of this on the computer. Yeah. Like podcasting supercomputer. That's what we're building. It, you'll get it. Yeah, well, dude, no, I have been going down the Elon Musk rabbit hole, so we we must have a Musk. That was corny as fuck. No, I love <laughs> Fantastic, sir. Yeah, well, dude, uh, yeah, we got a couple of good hours in. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, you've We've already done a plug for you. Check them out. I think I, we were talking about Spotify. I got accepted Spotify on the podcast. So uh, oh, Life Unravels yeah. on Spotify. And then Spotify submit to like three other people. So um, we're on like 10 different audio platforms. Joe Rogan was saying that his audio listens is usually 10 times higher than his video plays. How crazy is that? Oh, no, that's, that's easier to listen to. It's, you know, you, you on, the, on the road traveling, uh-huh. putting your earbuds. Do you have any music homework for me as, as we go? <sighs> I'll do it. <laughs> um, man, you know, I, I haven't really gotten into this person, but on Monday night I'm seeing Dr. Dog in concert. Can do. Yeah, um, I I need to do a little more homework myself, but I'm kind of it's kind of like seeing a movie. I, like I don't know a lot about him. I've listened to some of his music in the band, but uh, I'm just kind of trying not to do too much before I go see him. Yeah. Um, we were doing uh, one of my guys and I. We did a podcast on the Abit Brothers. I don't know if you listened to that, but it's kind of crazy. Rick Rubin produced like five of their albums. Really? Yeah. I worship his work. Yeah. It, well, it's interesting. I didn't know that and how much differently that body of work stands apart from the rest of their work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their hardcore fans uh, don't like the Rick Rubin shit. Oddly mm. enough. I don't know why. But no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Rick Rubin too. That that documentary, we the clip of John Frashani we just pulled up about the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Rick Rubin is, um, is in that documentary helping the Chili Peppers record uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which mm-hmm. is one of the... Maybe the greatest, well, one of the greatest rock albums of all time, in my opinion. But I'm a I'm a biased Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. When they had John Petrani in the band, oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. but uh, that's some stuff that I'm on. Widespread Panic's coming to Memphis. You haven't got into Panic. Um, they're doing a two night show. I'm going to see them. I got a Perfect Circle tickets as we discussed. Well, yeah, uh, I talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else is going? on? I got Dave Matthews tickets. I'm going to see Dave really? Matthews here uh, pretty soon. So. 
And I'm gonna do follow. I'm gonna do podcasts on all those shows for sure. I can't wait to hear that. You heard? Uh, you listen to much Joe Bonamassa? I haven't in a long. Okay, long yeah. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna throw on a song from the the tour uh, as we wrap it up. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it off. Appreciate you coming in, dog. We'll we'll, uh, we'll just hang out a little bit uh, after we stop talking. You tell you guys about next time we get together about the stuff we start talking about after the podcast. <laughs> all right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks.